Welcome to the very spooky special Halloween episode of the Misfit Mansion. <laughs> Jack Daniels has made its presence known amongst our hosts. Nobody knows the true tomfoolery that will ensue. Welcome to the Misfit Mansion. Enjoy. Well, maybe. Bum na. We're on the school bus again. In the <laughs> back Misfit, of the bus. Back of the bus in the Misfit Mansion, using a completely different title for the fucking podcast. <laughs> what are we just gonna switch this halfway through? No, not <laughs> no. a chance in hell. But this is a special episode. Welcome to the Halloween episode. The Halloween episode of the Misfit Fucking Mansion, where we have a guest to. Please welcome, for their first ever appearance, Maddie Schultz. Hi, Maddie. How's it going? <laughs> welcome aboard. We're going to talk lots of shits and giggles. Fantastic. So do we start off with the usual music tray, or do we hop into some other Halloween fun-filled fuckery items? I want to lead into Halloween with Ice Nine Kills, so that's going to be the last thing. Agreed. Alrighty then. So are we kicking off this spooky fucking episode of the Misfit Mansion with talking about Venom or anime that has to do with angels and demons and different realms? I really want to get to Venom because we didn't get get to it last so time. So do we hop into the Venom for the first episode? For the episode, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, also first time we are doing this with Jack Daniels involved in the mix, so you're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a minute since we've seen it, but we did see it. Was it opening night? It was opening weekend. I took I took you because I took this man to see Venom Two: Let There Be Carnage, and it was a fucking blast and definitely one of my favorites of the year. I want to say it was one of my favorites of the year. Granted, I haven't seen a lot. Of Honestly, Demon Slayer takes it for me. Oh, oh that's that that's fair. Because I saw Mogan Trans. The the three ones I've seen have been Demon Slayer, uh, Shang Chi, and. Venom. Oh, wait, no, Free Guy. Free Guy actually takes it for me. Free Guy was amazing. Was that the one that you were posting in, posting on your Snapchat story? I think so, because it was the the scene where he, like, does the Captain America bit. Or the lightsaber. Probably. Oh, fucking spoilers. Sorry about that, but... Yeah. Liquor says go fuck yourself. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's been out for a minute. It's Ryan Reynolds. If you haven't seen it, you're not a Deadpool fan. Go fuck yourself. Shit, I gotta go fuck myself. Same. <laughs> Text me when you're done. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know we fulfilled our prom. <laughs> what is this, a fucking pack now? I don't know. It's Halloween. It's a jack pack. <laughs> With the one-liners. Fuck yeah. Fuck. That was perfect. That was beautiful. That was perfect. <laughs> so, I did like the... Well, I was used to the story of... Venom one. I think they did lag it just the smallest bit. Little bit. It just kind of, unlike the first movie, it didn't have a lot of serious direction, if you mm-hmm. ask me. Because, well, not that it didn't have direction, but like Carnage had to be made for there to be incentive of the, the protagonist yes. engaging in the big bad guy. Yeah. Whereas the whole movie of the first one was. Him getting the symbiote and then the whole revolving around the symbiote. And, you know, if it wasn't Carnage, there would have been at least. It was just a different yeah. tone, different tone in the second mm-hmm. movie. 
I <sighs> have you seen it? Mm-mm. So do you care about spoilers? Because we're not even a little. Alrighty. I enjoy spoilers more than I should. The the reason I absolutely will love this movie no matter what is because post credit scene. That what? Okay. I can I can ride with you there. Because here's the thing. No, as much as I think they focused a little too on Venom and Eddie kind of bickering, like I'm listening, but I'm gonna prevent my laptop from doing that ever again. <laughs> Anyway, continue. What was I saying? You were talking about Eddie and the last scene of Venom. I I wish they wouldn't have focused on, like, Eddie and Venom, like, in this, like, pseudo-relationship. Like, they went through, like, that breakup. Yeah. I enjoyed enjoyed Venom's little party scene. I thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) They should have kept that, but I just... I feel like they dragged it on a little too much. For me, it's kind of flip-flop. The Venom party scene was, like... Okay, this is kind of weird, but like the 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 set like underlying like relationship dynamic between Venom and Eddie, I thought was interesting, but they exemplified it too much. Like, yeah, yeah, much that's the same. That's about the same problem I have with it. But here's the thing: with the post credit scene, for whatever reason, probably to ex- be explained by Doctor Strange too and No Way Home, Venom has now entered the MCU. Because in the post credit scene, he is transported from the hotel room to a different hotel room, and obviously another universe, and at the end of Spider- Spider-Man No Way Home is the J.K. Simmons cameo of J. Jonah Jameson exposing Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And that's the report that plays, uh, a different version of it at least, uh, when Venom enters the MCU and Venom goes, that guy, sticks his fucking tongue out and is just like, mmm, tasty. And I'm just, and I, I just look at, I remember looking at you going, they oh, fucking did it. Yeah. It's happening. So the question is, will he be in No Way Home or will they put that as a post credit scene Will he, will for he later? be in No Way Home as a protagonist or a villain? I'm leaning, because he's been presented as the anti hero. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the most I'm imagining is they try to recruit Venom, but Venom says, Oh yeah, let's go eat people. And then Eddie Brock is like, "No, let's go help this this dude with the sinister six. Cause, and I think the the, the sixth one because we we know what most of them are: Green Goblin, Doc Ock, mm-hmm. uh, Electro, Electro. And Doc Ock coming back. I don't know if the uh, exact Original. actor is coming back, but there have been rumors from like a a small scene in the trailer of the lizard being. The other member. Interesting, but the cool fucking thing is that Doc Ock is back as the same actor. Alfred Molina, yes. which for yes. the smallest second he had in the trailer, I am so excited for it. The only thing that bums me out is they are full CGI claws, not puppets. And if you've seen the behind the scenes for Spider-Man 2, you will know how fun and weird those puppets were for Alfred Molina. Because he said in an interview that he basically had to relearn how to be Doc Ock. Because in Spider-Man 2, he had something to go off of physically in his presence. Yeah. That's cool. Side note on puppet work. Mm. Um, Dark Crystal's puppet work. 
Ooh, I fucking loved Dark Crystal. It's so underrated. What did you, I agree. What did you think of the Netflix reboot? And then I loved it. And then it getting canceled. I was so pissed about that because they deserved so much more. Do you know how much... The, the reason they canceled it 100% is their budget because they had to build all those fucking puppets. Mm-hmm. And I've just been actually watching the movies that made us. They just dropped a horror special because Halloween... So that's where I saw. They, I, don't, I think I don't know if we talked about it on the last podcast. But yeah. That's where I saw that tangent about Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, where the first Friday the Thirteenth. So I was watching the episode on aliens, right? And I'm seeing how they built the the queen, the queen alien from from the oh, sequel no movie. Oh shit, that's fucking tight. So there's this old video if you watch the episode, and it's literally they call it the uh, the black trash bag test because it's just a basic outline of the queen with black trash bags, and it's. It's so weird to see that old footage and just be like, they did what they did in Aliens, starting off with that. Dude, that's like something, too, that doesn't, you don't hear it all as a a college program or an education route, is puppet making and puppeteering. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to throw in stop motion. It's not as humongous today in the CGI I want to throw stop motion animation in there because they basically treat those things as puppets. Speaking of... Wasn't the Lego movie stop motion? No, that was actually CGI. CGI. But what I want to do talk about, keeping on a little bit of a theme, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, which you can talk about very well, Maddie. My favorite movie. Her favorite movie. I think I've seen it once. Really? How dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm with her. How dare you? <laughs> Have I committed Frankenweenie, The Corpse Bride, and The Nightmare Before Christmas are the best non- I watched Corpse Bride last night. <sighs> I need to rewatch Frankenweenie. That's the one I haven't seen in the longest. Corpse Bride. I haven't seen Frankenweenie in a hot minute either. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a while. Frankenweenie. Oh, I think I've seen Frankenweenie. Mm-hmm. So there's some theory that, like, the dogs are all connected. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, in order the movie is... Um, Frank and, Frank and Weenie, Weenie and then because the kid from that movie is Corpse the theory Bride. is eventually becomes Jack Skellington. Corpse Bride so is the middle. Inspector, yeah. Interesante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm talking, I, I'm talking like years since I've seen. <laughs> Dude, there's been so many years. Oh, shut up! I I don't think I've seen the original Star Wars trilogy in a good amount of years. Oh, neither have I. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about four, five, six, or one, two, three? That's four, five, six. That's a good question. Good. Yes. Right. Correct answer. I am just as guilty as Hulk. If I'm anyone probably... calls one, two, three the original Star Wars trilogy, come fight me, because you're, you're wrong. Clearly, go, I'm gonna just go fuck yourself. Why, why? Why don't you just go fuck yourself? Can't but, you see um, I'm walking here? I'm just as bad about not watching them recently, but I will comfortably say that I am probably the biggest Star Wars nerd in this room. <laughs> Try me. See, ooh, don't actually that scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no camera, but she said that. <laughs> okay, okay. To be fair, to be fair, there is one field where you could never beat her in. <laughs> Harry Potter. Have you seen my goddamn socks? <laughs> Have you seen them in my DVD collection? Have you seen my damn tattoo? No. <laughs> You're wearing clothes. <laughs> 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 I mean, I can take off clothes, but you know, it's... 
Lil's well, we don't have video right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why is it sure, on your let me, let me just no. <laughs> let me just undress a little bit. It's on my wrist. Just the trace. Hit me with the lore. <laughs> <laughs> You are a total liar. You are not a Harry Potter fan if you don't understand my tattoo. Elaborate then. Enlighten me. He also might be a little too... Yeah, it's valid, but still. You are never a bigger fan. You are not a bigger... You are not a bigger fan than me if you do not know what my tattoo means. She's the only reason I saw the Harry Potter movies. It might be one of those things with my fucking daw, with that one command. The second that I find out about it, I'm gonna feel like an idiot. The, on the corner like of parallel page. compression I will bring that up it's on, the cor- it's on the corner of every single page in the book See, in any of the books like I, just, like I just said if you've read the books you've got me beat completely exactly that's what I thought only movies for you <laughs> same I, uh, I like have... how she said earlier she hasn't had time to watch the seven deadly sins movies I don't have a lot of time to read <laughs> <laughs> me fucking too I own the only a... time I had to read was in my quarantine and I filled that shit up with goddamn Red Dead Redemption and anime of course cause you're a dude I read <laughs> I have the whole original set of books I have feelings <laughs> Oh no, she's hurt Isaac's feelings. <laughs> I'm a redhead. Yes, you don't so have a salt either. Precisely. <laughs> Naturally? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mine's um, artificial imposter. <laughs> Throw her out the airlock. Mine what is, is this? Aliens? Mine is hand painted no, artwork. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Everyone, she's among us. Ba-doom, god boom, damn it, you finally picked up on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So is that what we kind of... Do we want to wrap that up about Venom? Um, yeah. I thought uh, we were talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah! Well, hopper, hopper, da, hopper, da, hopper, da, Please do. Happy Halloween. <gasps> Happy Halloween. Has anybody, like, seen the... Um, it's like an after credit, no. but it's, like, not... Um, a part of the movie, but it's, like, what Jack's... Like, like years later, like, Santa goes back to see Jack... And asks him if he had done it all over again, what would he do? I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it was so good. It's like a minute long. And it's like this, like, you can hear him saying, like, would you do this all over again? And, like, Jack kind of just laughs and says, wouldn't you? Isn't that so fucked? I love that. I've I've watched the the Disney Plus behind the scenes about it. And they did a, a movies that made us on Netflix about it. Those puppets, those original Jack Skellington puppets are super fucking tall and it's crazy. Really? Yeah, and seeing, like, the original, like, test versions was really weird because well, it looks nothing like how Jack I've watched ended the, up. Um, I watched the behind-the-scenes of Dark Crystal. I have not watched that, I'll and be those, honest. Um, not, dude, like, the Skeksis are almost life-size, like, bigger than... Yeah, didn't it take, like, multiple operators? Like, I forget, I for multiple Excuse operators. I forget which, um, what the creatures are called, but, like, the kind of beetle soldiers. Yeah. They're operated by one person on the inside. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, they're complete human analog, five to six foot tall puppets, yeah. if you will. That's taller than me. <laughs> and, actually, I think for a couple scenes... <coughs> a couple scenes where um, 
Oh, what's Homie Gelfling's name? Ah, oh, fuck. I don't remember. Homie Gelfling that gets with Winged Gelfling chick. Yeah. Um, for a couple of his scenes, they used a stand-in for the motion, like when he jumps out the window, or um... that I didn't know. That I didn't know. That yes, yeah, si, si, senor. Indeed. Any more about Nightmare Before, Before Crystal? I could talk forever about it. Nightmare <laughs> <laughs> Before Crystals. Is that, is that what I said? Is <laughs> yeah. that what Jack? Daniels? Jack Jack Skellington crossing over to the Dark Crystals. Jack like, Daniels. What is this? What is this? <laughs> Jack Danielson. <laughs> Don't start again. I will not have this blasphemy on the In Misfit Mansion podcast. I am getting stronger. I am getting stronger. No, you, no, you don't want to fucking want to bring it back to parallel compression. Oh, parallel compression. Parallel compression. You want to hear about parallel compression? Do I you do. want to hear about parallel compression? I'd love to. Parallel compression. I don't know what it is. So I parallel compress things. So I took some. Sounds like a sex move. Some, I took some, a couple of years of educational courses at a, a music production class at J. Everett Light. And um, when you parallel compress things, when you compress things, you squeeze them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you make certain quiet things louder and louder things quiet. And this is complete audio nerd shit. So if you do production, you're laughing your ass off right now. If you don't, enjoy the show. So, <laughs> When you par- when you parallel compress things, it's a little maneuver where you do a little boop bop and you open up some shit in your little doodad doll, and you route some shit to where you get a little you get a channel where you can control how much of your little parallel compression you want. See, every woman loves compression. Everybody loves compression, but a woman's favorite part is parallel compression. I'm just saying, it's kind of like that. That's what it does to your mix. Like compression, you need that shit. But the best part is when you throw in a little bit of that parallel compression and it just brings things to life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was beautiful and exactly what I wanted. So exactly like a sex move. <laughs> Precisely for the ears. <laughs> to to be entirely fair. No, no, I, what I just said is bullshit. I'm actually just being an yeah, idiot talking to, about. To be fair, technique. I was talking to him was like, oh, Maddie doesn't know our inside jokes. Let's fuck with her and just bring up our random shit. How rude. See. But like, go ahead. <laughs> we could bring up another one of our fucking dumbass. So shit. the next time you hear a guy talking about parallel compression, <laughs> you look at him and go, "Does he really know how to compress? <laughs> or can he parallel compress?" Please use that as a pickup line. Dear God. Yeah. If I am at an audio convention, <laughs> mic distribution, and doll production, I will use that pickup line. <laughs> And then watch it amazingly work. I'm not gonna get my hopes up tonight. <laughs> another another uh wonderful joke of ours is a uh, Hey! Business dummy! Why do you want? I'm suction cup man! Get off my fucking tower! Hey! I wrote you a song! Not it, again! It goes a little like this! Do-do-do! You're a bitch! God <laughs> damn it! Oh no. I feel like you guys would really love the show Forget About It. I love Forget About It. The one on Hulu, right? <coughs> yeah. Forget About It. You forget yeah. about it. It's, for those who don't know, Forget About It. I'm one of those people. Is, is a show on Hulu. Uh, basically, take The Godfather, make it a sitcom. Godfather? Godfather. I can't go an episode without mispronouncing something. It's you should the know. Jack, sweetie. I know. 
<laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong, but still. Happy Halloween. Let's yeah, you, you take The Godfather and you make it a sitcom and then a cartoon. Uh, and that's and that's what I'll forget about right now. You're gonna you're gonna lose some fingers. I will give you one sentence and one sentence alone. Mafia member uh, in test- Canada. Mafia Ma- member in Canada. In witness protection. Interesting. Interesting. It's basically the mafia version of Close Enough. <laughs> You're shitting me. Base. That's a great comparison. That's actually very. Didn't I show you? Forget about it. Mm-mm. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's when you dye my hair. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, if anyone uh, wants their hair done or likes cosmetology, Maddie is basically the es- expert on it. <laughs> I am a cosmetology student. So whenever anybody makes their time to drive the fuck out to Indiana, <laughs> on the whim of a podcast, <laughs> we, got, we, got you. <laughs> we got a booster clientele. Okay, I feel we have strayed a little bit off of something we want to talk about. Yes. Do we want to talk about Seven Deadly Sins at this point? Because I have a feeling we could easily go on for about 45 minutes about this. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'm ready. Because we... we <laughs> so put, all of us... We put, we put like, a little tin... A, a five-minute tidbit of Seven Deadly Sins in the last episode. It was like, whoop! Yeah, this, this, is, <laughs> this is the amendment to that part. Because all of us have now finally finished Seven Deadly Sins, and we can talk about it fully... So, for those who have not finished Seven Deadly Sins... Listen or go fuck yourself. I was going to say spoiler alert, but (laughs) same goddamn point. (laughs) So, how did we all... I love all of you. (laughs) How did we all enjoy the ending? Bruh. I cried. Real spoilers is about... So did I. Real spoilers is about... Bruh. My man's just got baby made, son. What? (laughs) Like, my, my only curiosity... My only curiosity, without getting too explicit, yes, Dan King having a baby, moi. But what factors were involved here with the conception of this fairy giant baby? Are we really gonna get into to the details? Not of- too graphically, but I am fucking curious. <laughs> did Dan go small, or did King go big? Well, it's already been established that Deanne goes small. She goes small a lot, but also Seven Deadly Sins, unlike other animes, do not get too... No, no, no. It's it's a mix. Revealing of what happens. Deanne went small, and then King went adult king. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck adult king. But what about giant fairy dudes? (laughs) (laughs) My guess is that she went small, and then they, you know, did the thing. My my question, unfortunately, this crossed my mind, um... (laughs) When she gave birth, was she a giant? That's or a, a small. Oh, because a that, if she was a giant, that's traumatizing for whoever's in that room. Okay, not to, not to get too... <laughs> wait, wait, does that mean it would be, like, awful or, like, fine? Well, her nerves are the same. Like, they're just, like, human nerves yeah. are bigger. But the thing is, though, without getting too... Um, it's the Halloween episode. Go fuck yourself. Um... <laughs> So was that she, what we're tiling it? Deanne is thirty five to 30, 32. I remember when she made a, when she was insecure about. It. She's thirty two feet tall. So proportionally, if we took a six foot woman, this very gigantic lady has a five to six foot flower. So giant birth. <laughs> Is it, a, but is it a giant baby or a fairy baby? That was my or other question. Fairy, yeah. Because ha- if she was, if she went small and it ended up being a giant baby, 
she would have died. Uh, so that's probably not the <laughs> but, case. <laughs> but if it's a fairy and a giant, wouldn't that just make a 12-foot fairy? No, no, no. Here's, here's another question. What, might, what if Merlin Potion what if it, affects the unborn child, too? But possible, what if it... Oh, that's possible. Yeah. What if, Don't you dare insult the name of Lady Merlin. <laughs> like, what if their kid was human-sized? Like... Interesting. Well, like, like, King what, is like five foot two or four foot. Well, yeah, but like, like let's that. talk like six, seven feet. Yeah. So not like unreasonably tall, but agree like. more size. Yeah, agree more size. Mm-hmm. So like, what if they just like, and he was a fairy, but also like a big man, like taller than the average human, but like. Would he walk like his mom or never set foot on the ground like his dad? That depends on his wing status. True. But since he's a giant, he may have giant fucking wings. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That would be really interesting. Like Loxemia. And like, what if they just got because, bigger when he got his oh, wings? Oh, this is something I can reveal, because none of these two fine lady nor gentlemen have seen the last movie of Seven Deadly Sins. Unfortunately. Unlike myself. I need to get so, to that. So, one little spoiler I can reveal yep. is you have seen the first fairy king amongst the commandments. You have seen the third fairy king amongst the Do Seven Do we meet the second Sins. one? You meet the second oh. fairy king. <gasps> You meet the second fairy king. No, way. I didn't know they were gonna do that. I told you. I mean, like I, I was praying, I was praying to the anime gods, but like you meet whoo. the second fairy king. Amazing. Speaking Are of his seven, wings just as glorious. Speaking as Gloxemias. of seven, seven. They're reasons. similar to Gloxemias, but I personally think Gloxemias are glorious. It's really like the most. Him and I were oh, when we were off off the podcast yeah. last time, I was talking with you about how I think King has one more form because Gloxemia. Yes, yes. Because Gloxemia's I, I wings are theory. so drastically different than, than King's. King's. Grown that's, wings. That was my thought too, and that's why I'm disappointed that there isn't going to be a second. Because like Gloxemia's are tie dye glorious and big. Maybe and that's King, the point. Kings look like a, a Typical like fairy, fairy princess like grown, kind of fairy wings. What if that was the point to like always still... show that King has more potential than you've even known? Well, also. Gloxemia even said that King has the potential to become the strongest fairy king. Which yeah. would mean that Gloxemia his wings are going to be huge. Gloxemia would know the existence of the second fairy king. True. True. Well, Glox... Because he's the first. Well, yeah, but he also was alive throughout that whole, like, next period. He, wasn't he sealed with the commandments? He was sealed. For 3,000 years, that would make sense. Because the but second fairy if... king would have came into being after Gloxemia got sealed. Yeah. But what if Gloxemia had already stepped into the Ten Commandments and then the second fairy king took place before they were sealed? Because there had to have been a There's second... There's details that I can't tell you about. Maybe. There had to have been the second fairy king before it's they got good, sealed. dude. It's good. You really just making me want to go home and just fucking binge this. We're going to watch it tonight when we get on the podcast. I don't give a shit. <sighs> I'm a, I'm a seven Fuck deadly it, fan. Fuck it, I'm in. I'm a seven, I'm a seven, seven, let's say whiskey. I'm a seven deadly fan, <laughs> so I love the show. I'm not allowed to watch it without my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he would, he would yell that. at, he would I yell at that me. that trap. I've had the, Should I've, we shout out Brad? I've had those. <laughs> that's why I watched Squid Game without him. <laughs> I wanted to binge it at school. <laughs> Thank you for the transition, because, oh my God, I finished Squid Game and, whoo! Oh. You finished it? I finished it. So, me and Maddie. Were have... you watching it together? I haven't no, no. seen it. Oh, okay. He hasn't seen it. So, that's why I, know I said. I what it's we... about. I know it's the top grossing series on Netflix. It's actually. I see memes about this all the time. Did you know that Vans, white Vans sales went up like 
astronomically. Because Wait, those of it. were all Vans. Yeah. Did you not notice? I really you're not a Vans fan. I'm a skater, so I would have. Well, retired skater. Not saying I was professional. I just don't do it as much anymore. <laughs> Same. Uh, Isaac versus Tony Hawk. Fuck <laughs> me, that man can 900. He could. He could probably still. He could do now. a Mortal Kombat fatality on you and skate. <laughs> Duh. You're not wrong. I've never it's seen It's Tony fucking Hawk, dude. Even when I was at my peak, I wasn't even a quarter of how good he is. Exactly. No one's a quarter of how good he is. Dude. That's, like, I, that's like me being Jericho and then him being Meliodas, bro. Like, what, <laughs> what, what are you talking about, dude? Like, okay. Her haircut bothered me a little bit. Who? Jericho's. Oh, Jericho's? Mm. Which one? Her, the one at the very end of the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Some of the people's haircuts kind of I liked how Vera me. went short. I did like how Vera went short. Vera? Um, if I'm getting her name wrong, the um You mean Gila? Gila, thank you. Gila. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Vera? I knew I was probably fucking it wrong, fucking it up. Yeah, I liked Gila's, I like her but Jericho's I did not like. Yeah, me I mean I was better than the ponytail because like she went from having her hair down to in a ponytail after she like got out of her armor and it kinda Ooh. looked really weird. I was not a fan. And then like the whole ponytail bothered me. King's adult hair bothered me the most. I know. It's so douchey. The first time I saw it, I was like, fuck the hair. It's slightly douche boy. Yeah. I'm a hairstylist. It's I very, fuck it's very fuck boy. It's slightly fuck boy. It's rich, pompous fuck boy. But his, yeah. his name is King, though. Can we talk about But also, uh, that's, but is, but okay, since he's evolved into his third yeah. form, is that, is his other form still his original form? What do you mean? Big King. You mean his human version? Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, I has that changed into a a a a, a, a um fucking Hadonis sculpted Squidward face? When Squidward got his face smashed like five no, times, you know what I'm thinking with, with his human form? What I'm thinking is Buddhist, like the 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 Buddha. Do image. you think that he went Dan and King's kid would look more like the human or king, or fairy version of King? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question. Because even well, because, like, I feel would like they have had sex more... in the in human version or fairy version. I fairy, yeah. And he's the keys his third form now, so. Mm -hmm. And he's a little taller too. <laughs> he's not as short. That didn't bother me. But, it was or, the hair. or everyone's ruling out my equation. He took some Merlin pills and got huge. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that is also very fair. But, like, would it make How big would his wings would it make be in his oh, adult form? It's proportional. Yeah. <laughs> it would be proportional. <laughs> but wouldn't that make it less complicated? Because if he inseminated Deanne as a giant, she would not have to take Merlin's pills pregnant. True. That's true. Mm. Interesting. The world is left to wonder. Yeah, but, like, it's, it's easier happened. to hide the fact that you're having sex it's, if you're small. <laughs> See, I have one other theory. Because giants are probably loud as fuck. I have one. <laughs> I have one. Maddie out here thinking about the real questions. Okay. Why do you think they live in caves? <laughs> I'm high as fuck. These things are just crossing okay, my mind. Okay, so, so um, this is probably one of the most fucked up things I've ever said on the podcast. Oh no! What are you gonna fucking do to me? There's the third option, where um, they never change sizes. <laughs> Ew. Oh no! <laughs> that would either be super uncomfortable. And King went because you'd keep saying, "Is it yet?" No, 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 no. <laughs> or you guys aren't thinking the way I'm thinking. 
I said either. I think I'm King went for an adventure. <laughs> That's fine. That was my second thing. It's like, like the thought. South Park episode where Kitty dies in the fucking cooch. <laughs> the things you do for the puppy. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> Speaking of fucking hair, though, can we talk about Gihon's hair at the end with the fucking <laughs> random red hair dye? <laughs> Fuck that. That was so random. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Names are slightly eluding me at the moment. Thanks, Jack Daniels. But um, um, the the old Holy Night King. Why did he cut his fucking hair? The the um headmaster the uh, fucking Dreyfus. Yes, Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Why? Oh, he cut his hair after his separation. I know, with but the like, dude. but like, he looks so much more. He grew stoic. it out at the end. At the very end of the last episode, you see him with his hair grown out again. Hmm. I think it was kind of a symbol of this as he wanted to grow into his own man. So he cut it short and then let it grow as he grew. Come, as having, his own person. Having him and himself and his consciousness locked away under the spell of a demon for how many years? Yeah. So as much as he might have. Like been. a rebirth almost. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hair does a lot for a person. I'm growing mine back out. Do it. I support you. Oh, I've never shown you long hair, Isaac. <laughs> I think you have. This is when cameras would be immaculate. I was going to tell you, you should really get one. See, that is in the works. Yes, a... That would be really, like, this would be fun as fuck to watch on YouTube or something. Huh, you can show me that. That's what we okay. do. That's what we do. The podcast is on YouTube, except since we're not on video platform, I stopped putting it on YouTube because it's just a 45 minute to an hour and a half still pick. Yeah. And those files are huge as fuck on my fucking computer. How, how huge do those files even get, like? Uh, an hour and a half long MP3 can be can be a few more than a few gigs. Fuck. A wave file is much bigger. Cause because I I had like two but, people. But, 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 but it's not the MP3. It's when yeah. you make an hour and a half long yep. video. Because I had two people. It's like I don't have Spotify. Is it on YouTube? So if I don't have actual video to go with it, I'm just posting a picture over an hour and a half yep. video, and it's just taking up space on my laptop. And I'm like, okay. I have external storage, but if I'm going to post something onto YouTube, I'd rather have video. How much can your GoPro hold again? It can shoot for about an hour. Okay. You should get, like, a decent-ish, like, video camera and just, like, set it up somewhere in here. Because this room is really nice. Do you know how much, you know really how nice. much a decent-ish video camera is? Mm. Expensive. Dude, you and me <laughs> have these. Too bad they don't make them, like, <coughs> those, like, old, like, camcorders. You know, like the ones that you True. like. Flip there out. are ways when there is a way. I know the way. newest generation of GoPro could probably do it. Those are also expensive. But. But like, I would love to watch one of these on YouTube. Real quick, how do we feel about? Good to know. How do we feel about um little Minnie Melly Izzy little Tristan having split eyes? Can we just talk about because the mullet? <laughs> <laughs> the mullet. It's what really did it. Oh, for it me. killed it the killed fucking me. mullet. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, Elizabeth being the daughter of the supreme deity, and Meliodas being the son of the demon king, and them conceiving a half-pure-blood demon and goddess, slash god, what is their kid? Is he a... He's not a demigod because he's not half-human. He is literally half-angel, half-demon of the most purest strain of genealogy. He is half-god, half-devil, half-angel, half-demon, however you want to see it. I'm pretty sure it would be thirds at that point because it would be a third god, a third angel, Meliodas, and a third demon. Meliodas cannot die. No, the curse is broken. 
the curse is broken, but he's still been alive for three thousand years. So like, what, it's yeah. gonna be a long. And time his body does not. His body doesn't. Re, he doesn't reincarnate like Elizabeth. His yeah. body is the same demon body that came from the demon king. Yeah, but Elizabeth is. Were being, demons so always Elizabeth always immortal human, beforehand? Half, half goddess, because she is part human. Because she had to reincarnate over and over and over again. What? Well, not necessarily. I mean, when she awakens her when power, she, when she, she awakens, she is full angel. So I'm. Even though she was reincarnated, I don't think she's part human. If that, like, it doesn't really make a bunch broken, of sense. Broken? Is she full angel now, or is she still human? I, I just, I don't think she's human. She's still, yeah. she's still the king's daughter, though. Like, yeah. she had to be born from a. Well, I mean, well, she's not the king's daughter. He adoptive daughter. True. True. Mm. But my, my thing is like with reincarnation. I don't fully understand reincarnation, but like, if she was. Well, if she re- is the daughter of the supreme deity. Her reincarnation no matter... is different than like re- real reincarnation because her reincarnation is to incarnate into the same exact person over and over. Again. Exactly. So like that's why I don't. I think that like her soul is full angel because like that's what's being reincarnated. But when she is like your her soul power completely, both of her eyes change. Mm. Which is why I don't think she's human. She's not. I think that like like her physical body is human but the rest like nothing oh, about well, her once she can uh, she can attain her wings i would have said that she's probably not human anymore right so like yeah. there's no way that she would be half human side note would zel they're well they're not from the same realm but would zeldris is in vera's kid be no gelda what the gelda. fuck did i say vera why the fuck did i say vera but um <laughs> Would, would Zelda's and Gilda's kid be the first demon and vampire kid? Well, all the all the vampires are extinct, yeah. So technically, but like, well, technically, would she's the only vampire at yeah. that point? So then, like, so not only would their kid be half demon, half, half vampire, vampire but he'd also be like the only one of his kind ever. Well, same as Tristan being yeah. half ain half supreme deity, half demon. Well, don't they have another kid? No. What? Anymore. I thought they had another kid. No, they only have the one. I thought they had a girl. No, they have just the one. Are you sure? I've watched the movie. It might have been a manga thing? I don't Maybe. know. I need to look this up. Because I haven't read the Oh, let's manga. talk about how Bond and, Bond and Elaine are also having the first fairy conceived. Bond is baby. my goddamn spirit animal. Oh. Yeah. Because that's they, they kind of harped on that in the series, too. That Did you say Bond is your spirit animal? <laughs> yeah. That explains so much. <laughs> what if we Brad is the same way. <laughs> I don't know whether to be insulted or complimented. Not because no, I wouldn't say it's my entire spirit animal, but my personality can at times slightly resemble Meliodas's. Slightly, but I feel like everybody. You feels told that me way. I'm a mix of Bonham Meliodas, and I basically. You said it, it, and I agreed with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy um, that I also got you into Food Wars. Oh, See, I love that, that show. Is just, that show is clowning. I, I just got him starting to watch it. That show is clowning. I was watching that last night. How far are you into it? I finished it. Well, I finished what's on Netflix because I don't have access to Crunchyroll. I, I'll give you my verb. I get it for free because of a glitch in the whole fucking system. Hook up! Because uh, High Dives, the company that dubs it Food Wars, is one of the few animes that are super popular. Not dubbed by Funimation. Food Wars 
It's clowning, dude. <laughs> I, sh- I showed this dude the first episode of Food Wars, and I just love watching the reactions. And he was like, oh, so this is the kind of show it is. It's so stupid, but funny. But when I tell you, when this show makes me so fucking hungry. Oh, dude. Ugh. I'm sitting on my couch at 12.30 at night like, oh my god, I want... I need a goddamn feast I want Carab- I want Carabos or Maggianos to be open right now. Exactly, my dude. Well, like, something I used to do a lot when I first got my first place and shit and was living with the, my um, roommate at the time and we were big into fitness. Slide your glass over, sir. We would cook a lot of our meals and shit. So, like, I would... Not that I'm saying I'm a fucking good cook, but... Well, okay. I'm not gonna be passive aggressive. I can cook. I'm just not. Fight. I'm not gonna flaunt my fucking abilities. Like, <laughs> dude, Moses cooks like, so fucking good. Like fucking. I'm the only thing that I'm pretty decent at is stir fries because mm-hmm. I can mix a lot. I like mixing vegetables, and proteins, and whether it be noodles or rice or any other type of it. My roommate will make but, the like, best ribs. Basically, I've ever what had. I'm trying to say without trying to sound like an egotistical fuckface <laughs> is that. Uh, the show makes me want to get back into cooking more meals again, which is something I just fucking need to do in general. Isaac, the deathcore vocalist, the rapper, and the cooking professional. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, call, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I call it how I see it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Speaking of shows we both enjoy, <laughs> uh, I showed you close enough. Indeed. Indeed. And Final Space. Indeed. I I know you don't like regular show, but the, the guy who made regular show made oh, close enough. Close enough. Like, I, I was skeptical when he showed me, and then I watched the first two like, episodes, and I was like, oh, dude. Where can I watch Okay, it? it's basically if if um, a regular show went all human and then sprinkled in Family Guy. Solid. I feel like it's more South Park. More, I, it is more South Park, but basically... Because I fucking hate Family Guy It's much right more now. adult. It's much more adult than... Um, because uh, J.G. Quintel made regular show for, like, his college years. Well, and it's also Close a, enough as his adult years. It's a regular air on Cartoon Network for kids mm. and tweens. Mm. As opposed to Close Enough that's a lot, a lot more adult. Yeah, Close Enough is only on HBO Max, so if you if you don't have it, uh, get it for that show because it's fucking worth it. That one episode where What's-Her-Face goes missing. Oh, uh... Don't spoil too much because she might want to see it. Oh, she, I do want to see She it. doesn't give a fuck about spoilers, though. Hmm. Mm. Bridget. It's Bridget. Bridget. That's not Bridget. God, it, it that show ex- explores so much about our generation, and it's so neat. Indeed. But it's also real life humor, and then it gets fucking out but there like, what? Our generation is scary. Oh, for fucking sure. I 100% agree. Why do you think this is our Halloween episode? Well, here's the weird thing. Spooky. The failure of the society. I'm kidding. I hope not. But, the um, failure of baby boomers. <laughs> the time when baby boomers cannot decide if they were right or wrong or they don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but um, truly, though, the weird thing is in our generation, because sometimes there's, um, there's um, a misinformation or a misunderstanding of actual generational gaps. Mm-hmm. Gen Xers think that we're millennials. Or millen- millennials think that we're millennials. We are actually... When does the mi- millennial timeline even end exactly? 96, I believe. Okay, so we're we out are, of that. We are Gen... We I are thought it was 94. Gen 
it could be. It's early slash mid nineties because a buddy of mine who's twenty six, twenty seven. Does someone call me a fucking millennial at the twenty one pilot show? And I'm uh-huh. like, bro, well, a buddy of mine hilarious. who's like twenty six, twenty seven. He's a millennial, but he was at the very tail end of the okay. millennial period. We. This is the weird part. We are like the seniors of Gen Y and Z. Oh shit. That relate more to millennials, but also our parents being Gen Xers and above give us other influences. So like we are part of our generation. Yeah. But since we're like the spear tip of our generation, we look at our generation and go, what the fuck? Like, I get what they're talking about. I get what you're talking about. And like open and acceptance and yeah, yeah, but some other things, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's so weird, man. Cancel culture needs to die, and everybody that's a part of it needs burned at the stake and pissed on and burned in gasoline. I cannot agree with you more. <laughs> yes, I agree. Lit however, from the however, dick or clitoris. I do think that there are a select number of people that do need to be canceled, and that's about that. Devil's advocate, do tell. I kind of agree with her because Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, fuck them. James Charles. Okay, Bill Cosby does not deserve to make bail ever. He's out. I don't know. Mm. It's ridiculous. He does not deserve to make bail ever. Six to nine should never get out of prison. Um, agree. I still can't believe they, they let him go. I won't even lie to you. There's a video of him getting jumped at an airport and he fights like a bitch. <laughs> Six nine looks like he have fucking you, fights. Have like, you seen him? He looks like a bitch. He is the little bitch. But here's the thing. I won't even lie. I didn't know a lot about the fucking guy. Mm-hmm. When graduation day dropped, I'm an enthusiast for all types of music. Like you said, apparently, yes, Isaac does fucking rap. A time he is and forever will be little Dutchy. I never said little Dutchy. It's just Dutchy. Uh, but, but Little Dutchy is it your at one? Little Dutchy or I don't know but no it's, it's I do rap one. occasionally and I like rap music I have two rap tattoos and not a single metal tattoo well I like take that <laughs> my first tattoo was a metal tattoo so but still I've questioned my faith as a metal artist when I'm like why do I have two rap tattoos <laughs> and <laughs> to be one. fair strange music and tech nine kind of yes, float tech nine and Chris because I saw tech nine at the last rock on the range and he Indeed. fucking I have never moved so much in a crowd pit in my life. I went from the far left side in the back to the front right side. Just from being the twig I am. Nina. But, um, so... Strange! <laughs> but, but, um, when graduation day, which was Tech Nine... Tech... <laughs> Six Nines. First album. Don't insult the man. Yeah. <laughs> Different levels, different levels. Uh, yeah, no, Good that's why I, that's really why I laughed presumptuously like a fucking anime villain. <laughs> so, Six Nines first album, Graduation Day. I actually fucked with it musically because a well half the reason why Six Nine is successful and I'll stand by this is his fucking DJ. His DJ's beats are slapping. They're high energy. They're abstract and they're hard. I, I do have to give him that because... For Graduation Day, his second album, yeah. Suck Cox. Oh, yeah, both for sure. semi-suck Cox, but Graduation Day, 
the raw. It kind of reminds me of Waka Flocka's rawness back when Waka Flocka. Yeah. Came out. And it was just real hype music, and I fucked with the aggression because I'm a metalhead. But then the other shit happened, and he got money, and then I found out he was my fucking age, and I'm like, oh fuck you, dude. Like, and then he, then his boys went down, and he. And then went we down. found Dropout Kings and called it a day. His boys went down, and he went down, and this and that happened, and I'm like, dude. Shut up. <laughs> For real. Shut like, up. I got you on charges. I got you on serious shit. You fuck around with... You You part of the blood gang, son. So stop by. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then you snitched on the blood gang, bro. Like, bro. I'm just leaving it at that, dude. Dude's a, dude's a wild uh, individual. And graduation day was cool. And then if you even listen to it now, this is the last thing I'll say about it. If you listen to Gummo or um, the first song, no, Gummo's the second song. If you listen to the first song off of Graduation Day, when it goes, get up in their chest, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> certain parts of it are blanked out due to a lawsuit because he cannot say blank gang's name anymore on a record. I did not know that. Although that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's wild. And then he had a documentary on Hulu, and I said, why the fuck does this exist? But that's just my personal opinion. One, the best documentary best documentary on Hulu, hands down, the Fire Festival one. Because it's the only one that has the interview with the dumbass founder in fucking jail. I will forever yeah. question why some people have documentaries on them. Or like shows. Like 6 9 Like 6 9 the Kardashians. Yeah. Fucking the Demelios. Especially the fucking Demelios. Dude. You know what was absolutely hilarious and also horrible? In in 2012, when I went to Peru, I'm pretty sure I told you I went on that trip. Uh-huh. The only English and English show they had was Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, uh-huh. my God. And that's the only thing my roommates wanted to fucking watch when I was down there with them. Why? The only thing I got to watch on my own was the very underrated movie from the very underrated book series, I Am, an, I am Number Four. You know, that explains your brain cells. Well, those are the throws that you have to bear and endure. <laughs> <laughs> those, are the, those are the throws you have to endure. She could throw the most diss at me in the world and it would all be right. And I hate her for it, so but it's sorry. fine. The thing is, though, you, um, you have a... a, a rather big lexicon of friends that are female, so you will reap the throes of the Kardashians and... No, no, no. Such. This was all dudes. You're fucking kidding. One of them ended up becoming gay, and that, that was the dude who made the calls. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but You like, did tell me about the that. Only reason other, the only right. reason other dudes would watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians is because they want to fuck them. But, like, you couldn't... You My actual... You no, no, intelligently dude, cannot I, watch I said this show. on the episode of the episode before. I swear... But um, the, but the like, my was, actual personal roommate, because it was like a, a split room, it, so it was four of us. Intelligently, you cannot watch that show. <laughs> but my uh, my actual roommate, that one time, is the one that put on Game of Thrones, where I saw my first mm. fucking sex scene. <laughs> when you were how old? This was freshman year of high school. Okay, okay. That's sad. You saw your first sex scene freshman year of high school? <laughs> That's really sad. That was my first sex scene, but... uh. My first, uh... Was... A little late to the game, but he was like, I'm down with this. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I stayed away from it because my cousin, my <laughs> idiot fucking cousin, 
First thing ever, the two first things he ever showed me was My Little Pony porn and Two Girls One Cup. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh my, God, my cousin's you. a fucking weirdo. He scarred you forever, dude. Dude, he's so fucking weird. The I funny never... part is, anybody close to our age or even above, you do not have to explain what Two Girls One oh, Cup is. Oh, absolutely not. And everyone who ever listens to the listens to this is gonna understand this, but it was fucking weird as an 11 year old to watch this and have no idea what is going on. Has anybody ever airdropped you Grinchest by forced? <laughs> There's a hilarious thing about airdropping on Crystal Leah's special. Fucking Grinchest. <laughs> I've never in my life hated, I've never hated anything more. <laughs> this person was like, here you go, and airdropped it to me, and, like, I couldn't shut it off. Like, I was, like, turning my airdrop, I turned my airdrop off, I turned my phone off, like, and it still kept going. It was like, here you go, you and I was like, I don't want to see this. I threw it out the window. Oh, no, you weren't there, because I met you at the show after, but you've you've heard the story of the airdrop that got sent to me accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Oh. About girls, like, what were it, her boobs? What? Uh, what? Wasn't that this girl's boobs? Happy Halloween, What? <laughs> I didn't want this. I thought it was within one of our group because I thought one of them was fucking flirting with me. Um, and only showed this girl's like very much not entirely underdressed, but basically. She sent you a skimpy pick. I a skimpy pick. Um, and I only saw the chest to 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 the ass. A right? skimpy pick. And so I hit accept because it was an airdrop. And I was like, oh, this is neat. Okay. I'm Why not, do you fucking sit this? I'm not an Apple user, so I do not uh, who, understand. Who, who, who I've been sitting? I understand, sitting, but I don't. Yeah. Whoever I've been fucking talking to this entire time, not one of them. One of the girls in front of us um, who is uh, not of age and airdropped this to everyone at the show we were what at. What the fuck? She, everyone who had their airdrop on, yeah. Everyone, because it's the You're shitting. So you were there for this. No, thing. no, no. She wasn't at No, that but one. I know how airdrop works. Oh. No, no, no. Um, basically how I'm... Well, everyone this, I know this, who knew her met... I met at that show. When did this happen? 2019. Set it off. See, Indianapolis. If I believed in that shit, that's the devil's work there, son. <laughs> Yeah, but like I, I didn't. But from what it I sounds like, it was a lewd and not a nude. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't anything like that. But I, I didn't see the face or anything, so I was like, okay, fucking sure, I guess. What this girl had done, th- this very, very underage girl. Was it an accident or was it? No, no, this, this was like fucking purposeful. It was so fucking creepy. I was like, ah, delete, 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 delete. It's gone. It's like as quick as I could, because um, she, she had said she was fifteen at the. In what the, the fuck? In the line. In the line. That's the work of that bad devil. Happy Halloween. I was like, absolutely not. Because oh I didn't see this girl's face. What, what it was is what it was this picture, and to the right of it was her Snapchat. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. So I'm pretty sure, like, whoever this girl was, I think I have never seen her since. I, I hope not. I, I, I would cringe and die in an instant, but. If you have no recollection of ever meeting her, the better. Exactly. You don't need that in your life. Absolutely not. But, yeah. So it almost sent you to the final space, which is jail. <laughs> oh, do you want to do, do talk about final space? Because Olin, Olin Rogers, one of the OG YouTubers. OG. Oh, very OG. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. I did the only thing I thought possible. I pulled my fist in the air and I said, I, I am, am the master, master commander. commander. <laughs> 
So he created a show with um, Conan. Somebody left their pants <laughs> in the bathroom. And they attended. Uh, again? 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 What do you mean? Again? 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 <laughs> so, so Olin Rogers created a show with Conan, and unfortunately it is now canceled. It ran three seasons on TBS, but with the show. They ran three seasons? Three seasons. Well, damn. Unfortunately, the show was left off on a cliffhanger, so disappointed, but has one of the best voice casts of all time, has Tom Kenny in it, fucking Spongebob being an an automated AI robot is a brilliant choice. Twas. And starts off, like, first episode into second episode, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I'm feeling it. But it's I, and then it gets real, and you're like, oh, this gets deeper. And it's got, as like, layers, and then something happens later with a certain character, and you're like, oh, no! Dude, when you get to season three, you're going to love it, and you're going to hate it all at the same time. Because... Are they all on HBO Max? Yeah. <laughs> I just made this man nut. <laughs> what are you, fucking Gollum now? I can't do a Gollum, unfortunately. My precious. You can do a much better impression. Gollum. <laughs> I can only do death core vocals. <laughs> he can only do Holy Roller by Spirit Box. I can do it. Say stupid hobbit. What? what? Say stupid hobbit. Stupid hobbits. You got that. You got that pretty good, my man. Is that pretty <laughs> decent? Stupid hobbits. Oh. Stupid. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is my precious. My precious. And my precious is. My precious is. Trisha. I win. No, no, I'm going in something. Well, hold on. My precious is. My man, my man. My precious is. The sacred treasure of Rita. Indeed, but my man. She got
while sipping on a good old glass of Tennessee Pride, and when I do say glass, I do indeed mean bottle. And I drank that home goddamn Mother Mary loving motherfucker all goddamn night, and being Gennaro told by my damn self, and then I realized I like Jack too much. <laughs> That's why you gotta get better whiskey. See, Jameson is delish. <laughs> do not get me started on my whiskey palate. You should like have a conversation with Brad about it because he would talk your ear off about whiskey. Oh, boy. oh God, I just imagine having Brad on this. He drank my whiskey. Uh, I'm upset. Off with his head! Okay, Brad, I, I'm calling you out, buddy. I like sweeter whiskey. Like, I like vanilla whiskey a lot. No altercations drinks... on the Misfit Mansion podcast. Wait, he <laughs> the drink... hammer comes down. He drinks the really strong stuff, and I'm like, yeah, but the vanilla is more my style because I like sweet things, and like I'm not Why as big a fan of whiskey. You ain't whiskey. Because I'm not as big of a fan <laughs> of the flavor. Like I like the I like the vanilla. It's sweeter. But he drank my vanilla whiskey, and I was like, you don't even like it. Ain't no thanks because you're a woman. I'm upset. That's he the mo- that's he the most literally has Apple whiskey. He's got, like, regular <laughs> you really went full Jim Jeffries. That's the most misogynistic joke I will say on this podcast. <laughs> he drank the whiskey. I'm sad. It was her whiskey. It wasn't even mine. It was mine. We get down. It's it's Indiana for you. Everybody drinks the hard shit. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking Midwest, bitches. We have nothing better to do but drink whiskey and go to Walmart. <laughs> what do you mean go to Walmart? I was always go to Meyer or Target with you. Mm-mm. Wally World. Okay, I see. Don't get me wrong. I used to go to Walmart a lot when I lived at my parents' house, but like, Meyer was just better on Thirty Seven, so <laughs> it's fine. If and you're familiar Target. with the four six five and the three seven of Indiana, you mean the three one seven? No, the three seven is in State Road Thirty Seven, oh. sir. I'm aware that our area code is three uno siete. Drein ein sieben. I'm sorry. Did you say? I'm sorry. Are we are are we we butter the bread with butter now? <laughs> Possibly. San ichi roku chu chu omaira shindeu. I might have fucked that up, but what I... What language are you speaking? I had to learn the Japanese alphabet taking martial arts, so I'm... Mm. And numbers, so I might be fucked up, but hold on. Ah! San Ichi... Chichi, Chichi. Fucking San Ichi... What number is that? San is three, Ichi is one... Chi Chi is seven. So San Ichi Si Chi. Three one seven. <laughs> I got that. Put it on a stamp. My accent may be fucked up, but that was Japanese. Take that home and do something with it. <laughs> welcome to the ed- welcome to the educational part of the Mr. Mansion. You take that home with you. Did you know the male prostate lies within an inch and a half of the anus? Take that, take that home with you, ladies. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about the TikTok trend that is Bones Day or no Bones Day? <gasps> Bones Day! Bones Day! It's Monday. It was a Bones Day. It's special. What the fuck is a Bones Day? <gasps> okay, so, so we okay, get to explain TikTok, this to you. TikTok is my... I love TikTok so much. Even TikTok though I, I know about this from my coworkers mostly, but I'm so happy you know about it. I figured you would. I found it on my For You page. It's this pug. His name is Noodles. 
And he's 13 years old. He's trending on Twitter right now. He's 13 years old. He's super cute. But, like, sometimes he just doesn't feel like using his bones. (laughs) And so his his dad, like, will, like, say, all right, guys, it's... Time to find out if it's a bones day or a no bones day. So and it kind so of he'll pick up and it determines hug. it determines the kind of day you're gonna have. You are one of those animal lovers that refer to the animal owners as, as mom and dad. Yeah. It's cat dads and dogs dad. And mom dad. Moose is my Moose baby, is my, my baby. Dude. He is my son. See, Rory I... is my homie and like my rider. Like we've been rolling for like three years and shit. Romy and we've been through Rory. Rory. I will what never did I say, say. I will never say like a lion roar, <laughs> like like the sin of pride lion Rory. I will never say that I am her cat dad or a daddy. That's like my little girl. She just crashes here at free. <laughs> at that point, like you're just telling me that she just well, crashes she, here at free. She deals with the bullshit that I put her through. Yeah, so does Moose. <laughs> which is, which is picking, Moose deals with a lot of Which bullshit. is picking her up and being super affectionate when she purrs and enjoys it, but also doesn't want to be held at the same time. <laughs> but she's a fat ass and literally cries every single day when I come home for food, whether I fed her or not. <laughs> and she eats chicken wings, pizza, French fries. fries. <laughs> Without me feeding her, which is why she is the queen of scraps disposal, because she will eat anything. Yes, but yes, I do refer to that. No, I literally, I made some pizza rolls for myself one night. I made a few too many. It was a little late. I had a couple beers. Go fuck yourself, America. I'm going straight, Bill Burr. Go fuck yourself. And You're going F is for family. I'm going F is for family. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hey, uh, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Love yourself, but go fuck yourself. And so I had like maybe like four or five pizza rolls left. I put them on like because I was drunk and it was like two in the morning. So I set the pizza rolls on the counter like I'll take care of that shit in the morning. I go to bed. I wake up. Only one of the five pizza rolls are on the plate. (laughs) Two of them are in the hallway half eaten and the other two are in the studio room where she likes to drag food and eat it. I think she had a bones day. <laughs> when that happened. Because like if if he's standing, you're gonna have a really great bones day and it's a good time to take care of yourself. Yeah. And if he's laying down, it means you need to pull back a little bit and relax and not go as hard for the day. So bones day. Today was Monday, it was a bones day, and it was I had a terrible morning, but it ended up turning around and being a pretty good bones day. It's a great bones day, my dudes, but if it's a no no bones day, then take care of yourself. Would you like to ride the bone train? <laughs> <laughs> If Noodles was British. <laughs> I only say that right now because I have a Rick and Morty poster. Not a poster. I have a Rick and Morty calendar. Oh, jeez, Morty. Do, do, do you want to talk about do you want to talk about me, Morty? Oh my god, Morty. I have Rick and Morty. Who the socks. fuck is that? I was trying That's to Rick. That's Rick? <laughs> are you are you kidding me? Is that supposed to I know my I know my my, I know mine's not oh, great. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Morty, I'm, 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 are you kidding me? I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Rick. What kind of impersonation was that? I'm, I know, I'm, 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 mine's not great, but. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, Rick. I got approval from Justin Roiland. I was just trying to be good. I think I promise. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about, Rick? Oh, that was awful. Oh, jeez, Rick. I, I'm, I'm oh, jeez, so Rick. <laughs> Oh jeez. 
Maddie, you're automatically Jessica in the snare. But my Rick and <laughs> Morty calendar currently for October is Dr. Bloom saying, would you like to ride the bone train? <laughs> so it is a bone day. It is Indeed, a bone day. It is, is a bone month. <laughs> the boning month of October. Happy Halloween. I guess you should bone before no November. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Okay. The last thing I think we... Real quick, my birthday is yes. in November. <laughs> okay. No nut November can suck my nut. <laughs> All, okay, okay, how about this? We make a rule. No all, nut November. All November babies are excused from no nut November. <laughs> you instead I'm have to participate. You're telling me December. I'm not having birth- <laughs> Are you telling me I'm not having birthday sex? Go fuck yourself. No, no, you are automatically like, exempt, but you have to um, participate in the December one. What the fuck is the December one? What is it? Merry Christmas? I don't get to nut? (laughs) No, it's like, um... That's a real nightmare before Christmas. Don't come December. (laughs) You you want to know my evil comparison? Oh, no. No nut November? I need this. I need... No tampon November. (laughs) How do you feel about that, Maddie? You are asking for everything to be covered in blood. <laughs> Why would you think I would say it was evil? <laughs> it's literally so gross. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm a woman in power to periods. Like, woo, we're the best. <laughs> well, like, my birthday I do not want to say on another woman's blood. <laughs> So, like, you're still in germaphobe no matter what. Exactly. Happy Halloween. You're getting, like, the most not-give-a-fuck Misfit Mansion episode ever. So, like, if my birthday is in November, and me and my womanaha would like to partake in some birthday coitus, fuck <laughs> yourself. You fuck yourself, damn. But doesn't that contradict the no-nut November? <laughs> You are already complaining about it, so clearly you are exempt from it. You anyway. haven't exactly made any points on no tampon November. <laughs> Other than I don't want to sit in another woman's blood. <laughs> okay, I'm really okay. sure you don't either. Okay, okay so I'm, a, I'm just going to hop on to your... I'm just going to, like, like sneak your phone. I'm not like I'm going to do any evil shit. I'm just going to hop on and see all your cookies and browser history during November. Why you cannot partake in no no November. <laughs> but also, you can still get the job done. And I know for a fact I didn't participate in No Nut November last year. I'm not saying I've ever participated yeah, no, 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 no. in No Nut November. I've participated in a No Shave November. I I do that every year though. I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, the thing is, <laughs> you can Call partake you. in No Nut November and still be a a gentleman. <laughs> You're such an ass. Did you have to burp to prove your point? <laughs> Go fuck. At least he doesn't own a truck. Dude. Brad wants a truck. To make the transition, the local indie band. No, no, no. I have one more thing. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. No, no, no. I want to talk about indie screen part. Local indie attractions. Mm-hmm. It is too perfect. The band, the local indie punk rock hardcore band, Missing Fingers, 
And I believe it is the song Mothman. <laughs> which you have taken a liking to the title even though you haven't heard the song. I, I do love that title. I love fucking Mothman. There is a whole trucker skit in Mothman. Oh, have I shown you uh, Mother Trucker Dude? That hurts like a butt cheek on a stick. <laughs> Mother Trucker Dude. No, but that sounds That so hurt familiar. like a butt cheek that on a stick. That sounds so familiar, I feel I've heard it before. Mine. It, 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 they sample it at the end, but it's a song by, like, but Octopus something. This is also a transition into the Musica. Yes, so indeed. So, Missing Fingers... Little backstory. I decided to go out with the mates and get a little pissed on a Monday. And, <laughs> and it's a Monday today. What are you talking about? We are devoid of time and space. This is Halloween. <laughs> but I decided to get a little pissed with my mates on a Monday. <laughs> and we be chilling at a bar in the um, bar district of Broad Ripple. Was it the Rock Lobster? It was the Alley Cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're chilling. We're having drinks. I'm shooting pool with this motherfucker. And we're having a good time. Colts game comes on. Da, 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 da. I'm not a big sports fan, but I'm like, I'm drunk, Colts. <laughs> Your so. whole personality switched from a British man to a black man. <laughs> Are you saying I'm black on the inside? Thank you. <laughs> Maddie, why? Like, was like my soul. I'm so sorry. Like my that's soul. offensive to anybody. But like, that's exactly what he sounds like right now. I am the pastiest ginger in this fucking room. This man is the only one in the room that has no soul, hands down. That's Even why, though I have no That's soul. why I rap as a white guy. <laughs> My soul so. is made of black cotton candy. <laughs> that is perfect. You are cotton candy. What do you mean? So, yeah, I said black cotton candy. So, Missing Fingers. I'm at this bar shooting pool with this homeboy and my buddies. And these two dudes walk in, sitting at the bar, having a drink. I walk over and talk to them. And jokingly, I walk over and go, because I know the type, because I've kind of played a few metal shows and rock shows in my day and I walk up and go so what band are you in and they just both start laughing and they go I'm the vocalist and this is the guitarist for Missing Fingers and I go ha what's up I'm not surprised I was joking but also what the fuck ever and then we just start talking music and shit yeah and and we hang out with these boys it goes a little later we go to a different bar we hop a couple bars and then they walk into the same bar that we're in a few hours later so then we're just talking and shooting the shit, and then they we go out and we're talking, and they give us a couple albums and shit, and I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. Like, So I throw it in, and I'm like, I've heard a couple indie locals. Let's see what it's about. First song that plays that opens with the goddamn fucking Reagan sample. Yep. I was like, oh, shit. And then they hit, and I'm like, fucking, like, like hardcore rock, punk rock, fuck yeah. So like, I gave the whole album, like, EP listen through about five mm-hmm. tracks and shit. And I even showed you Waffle House. Yeah, you showed me Waffle House. Which, by the way, thank you, Missy Fingers, for featuring Waffle House, because the only other band that I know to have done that is Heart Attack Man from Ohio. Fucking A, bro. But, like, the whole the intro is what got me. It was like, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, I have some waffles for you. You want to know? And then f- it goes into Can the I get song. a waffle? You want to know a fun fact? I'm too drunk right now. If you talk of waffles, dude, if I had batter and a press, I would make fucking waffles. I this man about to be goddamn cook. Did you not cook. see any of the vines? Have what? you not? Do seen you still any have vines? that? I was not. I was not a vine person. I would that was your mini waffle house on YouTube. The the mini waffle maker, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, right? it's on my apartment. Yeah. Um, that's a. It's a vine. Can I get a waffle? Can I please get a waffle? The, the, and they're in a Waffle House, and there's somebody slamming somebody against the counter. The father slash mother to TikTok is <laughs> Vine. Yeah, 
fine. Yeah. I'm not literally telling you to get me a waffle. <laughs> okay, if I had the batter and ability, I would make waffles. Perfect, I love waffles. Pancakes Take are me better. to the waffle house. <laughs> Pancakes so, are better. Pancakes are better. I will argue. I make if the best. If you get some good pancakes. waffles. You never made pancakes. Oh, man. Well, because our kitchen was dirty. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm a waffle motherfucker because any actual good made waffle shits on pancakes. See, my my parents' house toaster, fucking good for waffles. Never never had better waffles than No, I'm talking like I'm fantastic. talking like restaurant made waffles. True crispy restaurant re, re, okay. west west one restaurant made waffles when it comes Do out Do you know hot, the Have you ever had com- peanut butter waffles? Yes. Mm. They're so good. But when you Did, base that waffle cuz it gets yeah. the grooves, it it, it 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 simmers and melts the butter in harmony as they sit and pool in the harmony good sir. I'm going full food war. So, as the but as the butter sits and curates in the crevices that are heated I'm so on your tomaki. As what? Tomaki the dude the the Italian dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. As as the butter sits and christens in the edges of the waffle. I believe in the restaurant. They will slowly seep into the fibers of the waffle. But unlike a pancake, however, <laughs> a pancake will fully embody and take on the texture of the butter. Whereas a perfectly cooked waffle will take it and re- retain crispiness while indu- inducing the fluffiness of the butter. As you baste it in syrup. <laughs> Cake in those reservoirs of having enough to chew and mouth pleasure of the fluffiness, cauliflowered, beautiful, blossomed lotus that is the waffle. So you clearly don't know how to describe food because this sounds like a clusterfuck. I understood it. Have you not seen? Have you not seen how much Jack Daniels I have consumed within the past hour? Anyway. Whereas a waffle even tasted <laughs> within syrup or butter, it becomes a lovely push-piled mess. Even though that lovely push-piled mess can be delicious, a waffle will always be superb. If it is cooked properly to a pancake. <sighs> Give me Cracker Barrel. So we have to food. have a pancake and waffle night. And the second, unlike pancakes, you and news. Don't tempt me to order late-night Cracker Barrels. Raisins blueberries or chocolate chips into a waffle game over we cannot even open the door of french toast because french toast when you involve cinnamon whole other game but chocolate chip waffles with peanut butter on top you just added to my point (laughs) (laughs) you did add to his point i'm also high and i'm hungry so but like it's on my mind dude delta ain't smack right Mm. but like yes I went, I went hood for a second, but yes, indeed, a waffle is superb too. So shout out missing fingers, but the local indie band I want to talk about, dude. Yes, maybe someday, which I showed you one song, their most recent song, "Torn," which is yes. fucking amazing. Yes, and dude. They have never. They. Have, I, this will lead me into my Ice Nine Kills rant. I. I, I I want to get Ice Nine Kills last because, ooh, I, I have so much to talk about, but I don't okay, want to talk about it. Okay, then throw some other stuff in because... My computer took a dookie, so now we're going to come back with some maniacal laughter after it got rebooted. Maddie, do an evil laugh, come on. You've got an anime evil laugh in you, I know you <laughs> No, know. she's got Wicked Witch of the West laugh. That's what she's fucking got. Well, she's got an evil one. Well, thank you. <laughs> Happy Halloween presents us with an evil laugh. Please. 
You have one. I know you have one within your dyed red hair being. <laughs> it was. You went red. This too. is how we went red. For you have to have an evil laugh right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That was actually pretty evil. <laughs> All right, Miss Umbridge. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Disgusting! Don't ever compare me to that woman again. That was, I will. That, was, that was for the joke. That was for the joke because you understand. But Don Broco first. But Don Broco. They just released their amazing album, titled, ironically, "Amazing Things." Amazing thing, do tell. You have heard about. You have sent Matthew and I some tracks off of this album, have you not? Indeed, I sent you Endorphins and Bruce Willis because Bruce they're... Willis, fucking Bruce Willis. Okay, but before I get to that, the the singles, um, Gum Shield and uh, Manchester Super what, Super Number One Fan or whatever the fuck it's actually titled, super long title. Um, they are both fucking amazing, and the first two tracks on this album, Gum Shield leads into this fucking perfectly. And uh, the third track, Swimwear Season, it continues the fucking vibe, and then Endorphins hits. And you realize... Because Endorphins has a vibe. I haven't listened to the full album yet. Yeah. But, honestly, dude, I hadn't... I, I keep knocking over my boot, but I have not... I haven't listened to a lot of Don Broco, but Endorphins and Bruce Willis both hit in different ways. Because Bruce Willis, I remembered... Oh, yeah. The tags that... and, like, what goes mm-hmm. on to that song, but, like... Endorphins itself, I vibe with on a different kind of... It has a very different vibe, but also, like, a good breakdown vibe. Maddie, have you listened to a lot of UK rock at all, or do you know what we're talking about? Nope. Okay, <laughs> I'm so... I'm vibing. You guys can keep talking. I'm good. So, Don Broco, for those who don't know, is basically a UK hardcore punk rock act. They are very fucking amazing and you should check them out very much. They're punk, but they have like they have a lot of hard rock influences. Mm-hmm. Pushed a little bit past the hard. The rock first time category. I ever saw them, they opened for our last night. Yeah, like it's pushed a little past the hard rock boundary because mm-hmm. it's not just hard rock. Because hard rock can encompass. They, they a can lot. do some hardcore breakdowns. But they like have the one like, endorphins. They they cusp post hardcore. Yeah, post hardcore, hardcore, post hardcore. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> they cusp post-hardcore. Because they don't go as full into the, the more metalcore feel with their oh, instrumentals, yeah. but the, the lyrical work... But their melodies and just their instrumentals and their production are amazing, and this is by far the Don Broco magnum opus, because this is my favorite album of theirs to date. I've been listening to them since Priorities came out in, like, 2012, I think. Um... So you got that creeping up on decade listening to this band. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, my favorite songs from them were from Technology, their most recent albums uh, right before this one, which were uh, Everybody and Greatness. And uh, they surpassed that as my now two top Don Broco songs are Endorphins and Bruce Willis taking the top spot because I have a lot to talk about Bruce Willis, which is the ninth track on this album, which is very much to be self-titled because the chorus is basically, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yep. So the fun fact about this... yippee motherfucker. The fun fact about this song is he's heard it. Bruce Willis has heard this song. No way. That's fucking So I, I actually clarified on this question in one of their, uh, uh, their uh, ultrasonic 
live stream VIP. I was the, their like first or second question, which thank you, Rob. Thank you, Don Broco. Um, so they had a friend of theirs on like their production or crew or whatever, and he showed Bruce Willis this uh, this song, this demo, whatever version they sent it sent him to, and um, he didn't understand it. I'm a diehard fan, so. He didn't understand the song because I don't think he's probably heard anything like this before, but uh, maybe. Uh, according according to the answer from my question, he enjoyed it to 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 somewhat of a degree, which makes me very happy cool. because the Bruce Willis chorus in this and the the breakdown in the Bruce Willis song is the best on this entire album. It does go hard. The other song I would also shout out that wasn't a single is How Are You Done Existing, which is a wonderful fucking song with very deep lyrics. And everyone should be listening to this entire album front to back because the transitions are perfect. And even though like the singles were a little oddly placed in the album context, it works wonderfully. Interesting that... That I I would give that this a twinges f- my incentive to give Don Broco's album a full listen through. I I would give Technology a four point nine out of five. This their magnum four point nine out of five also equaling like a nine point eight out of ten. Basically, um, and this would be just a five out of five. This some well, amazing be things because amazing doesn't even begin to cut it. And also I. I will admit, I'm a little biased as I pre-ordered every version of this album. However, one of the vinyls, you get a cutout part of their tour flag from their old tours, from one of their old singles. That is fucking So I'm getting a part of a flag that was used on tour, and I'm pretty sure it was the one that used on tour during the, the, the show I first saw them. No, no, not the show I first saw them at, but the... Their first headline show I saw them at, which was at Bottom Lounge, which is a Chicago venue I love, and you've seen. I've Kayo- been there. I've been there. You've seen Kaonashi and Hail the Sun. Hail the Sun, Kaonashi, Kurt Travis, and who was the other one? Body Thief. Body Thief, yes. Body Thief was actually pretty fucking good. I have not heard Body Thief, so I will check them out for. Body fun. Thief could play with Point North. Okay. Really. Yes. And their drummer killed their set. Okay. Like, for me personally, being Barricade, seeing Body Thief's set, they all killed it. Because, oh, okay, I'll go even deeper than this. I love the guitar work because their guitarist is backing vocals for choruses. Yep. And their guitarist loves to hop into tapped out um, arpeggios within chords, which is something that I like to do on bass a lot, but... And he will go into tapping melodies over chords, which I haven't seen done a lot in other bands. <laughs> I do it a lot when I'm just jamming or sitting and playing or on my bass, but he'll hop into, Welcome to America! Whoa! And, like... Sorry, guys. Maddie currently died. That Delta 8 smack good. You hurt with this. What the fuck am I doing? When the rip is just too fat. 
Dude, oh, this dispo- I've done the same thing with this disposable Delta A. He fucked himself up on this. Okay, we hard edit this part. <coughs> fuck it. I don't give a fuck. This is legal. <coughs> Heard. But me I was chilling at his house, <coughs> and he passed me this Delta A disposable, and I took a fat rip and was like, oh, oh, god damn. <coughs> I swear it's not the wrong. What oh, the fuck? I tapped the lights. We changed hues. I don't like it. <laughs> we gonna hop to the can we hop to the eternal blue yes sure the eternal blue we is in the eternal blue broadcasting <laughs> to you on Halloween <laughs> but yes technology I would give a 4.9 out of 5 fat dabs and Don Broco let's go Don, Don Broco's amazing things 5 out of 5 this is their best album today these are their best songs today they have just evolved so exponentially. They just had headlined Slam Dunk 2021, which is probably their biggest festival Fucking gig day to bit. Yeah, because Slam Dunk's basically our Lola, all our, Lollapalooza. Our, yeah, Lollapalooza. I got you, Senior Jack Daniels. <laughs> But, yeah, I fucking love Don Broco. I fucking love Rob. I love everyone. I'm not going to lie, man. They put a, they put a, a noticeable pinpoint in my head for a UK act in the hard, the hardcore punk slash hardcore. The best UK acts out there, I would probably say, are Don Broco, Creeper, Holding Absence. Creeper, my man. Creeper. Well, if we're talking UK acts. And Wargasm you is the fourth Wargasm's one. great, but you also do have to consider asking Alexandria a UK act. <sighs> I I really liked their newest album. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. <clears throat> they are what they are. I have the perfect transition to one, our Ice Nine Kills conversation. Okay. So, asking Alexandria. I have seen them in 2014. I have seen them in 2019 or 18. And yep. I've seen them in 2021. And obviously, 2021 being the most recent, seeing them with a day to remember. Mm-hmm. And um, The most recent time I saw them was after the Silver Screen came out. They were opening for a Treyu um, at, Fort, at Fort Wayne in, in Pierre's before it closed and then reopened. So... I will say, Asking did put on a great show. They put on a good set. It's even with the new material, the shit killed. But I've seen them in 2014 when some of the things were still a little bit more raw. And then in 2018, 19, when it was in the end. Amb- Honestly, it was that in-between phase where Danny was realizing... Were you at that Warped Tour set in 2018? No. I was. But it was kind of that in-between point. Mm-hmm. Where Danny was realizing that he couldn't do the extreme vocals as much as he used to be able to. Because yeah. no discrepancies against Danny Warsnop as a vocalist, but during more of the extreme songs, his voice would cut out. And he couldn't scream, and it was still a good show, but... It, it happens was, as you grow older as a singer. Well, How old is Danny, Danny 30, now? 31, maybe? Here's the thing. It happens as you grow older, but Phil Bozeman has been doing gutturals for almost 20 years. It ha- True. Alex Corbett Grinder has been doing gutturals for almost 30 years. It kind of depends on your as voice, you grow though, because older, if you don't wreck your vocal cords when you're young, Okay, you're okay, I will to. say this. As a vocal, How long has Tom Barber as been a vocal, doing it? As a vocalist myself, yes. you are your instrument, and when the, not even, not, not even the um, rock star lifestyle, whether it be 
addiction due to alcoholism, drugs, or whatever, when you damage your body, you damage your instrument. Mm -hmm. So, like, not that Danny can't do it anymore, but I think it's safe to say for a longevity musical stance that they, um, well, everybody knows Danny's battles with addiction and alcohol and da 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 da. The UK, the UK rock star lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So he's most likely okay, starting the lead to There's a the reason Ben Bruce is in American the, Satan. The lead singer of Slayer has been doing Slayer vocals for almost 35 years and can still talk. Fucking years. Like, what you. Think, I'm, my like, biggest reg- Life changes, but like, you can do extreme vocals for 20 years, but. If you if your you body evolves, your body. Take, yeah, yeah, precisely, precisely. But yeah. also stylistically, you choose to change. But to tie this back into it, to start our Ice Nine Kills talk, oh. I have been thinking about this for a couple of days now. After hearing their newest album, Welcome to Horrorwood. Yep, this is uh, officially titled Welcome to Horrorwood: The Silver Scream Two. One of the few. Check this. Check few this. sequel albums. Check this. I'm saying this wholeheartedly. Okay. As somebody who in 2017 almost played with Ice Nine Kills. Wait, what? You're bullshitting me. I'm not bullshitting you. I know you opened for I Prevail, but... We lost a spot because our band didn't have enough emotion. We almost opened for Ice Nine Kills in 2016. Oh, my God. Yeah. But Ice Nine Kills, if you ask me, and let me elaborate after I say this. Yes. Ice Nine is the new Asking Alexander of what Asking used to be. Now, no, let me elaborate, because I know when I say that, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean this in the aspect that Ice Nine kills from early to this most recently released album yes. contains the energy that Asking Alexandria had for their first two to three albums. From Standing May I interject with one word? To Recklessness, because stylistically, very different. Mm-hmm. But to have the energy... Yes. And the to the not let up, the lack of letting off the gas pedal of... They do clean, not. Of clean, gutturals, hard metal, singing choruses... And industrial. Industrial. All of those facets... Of what asking used to be yes. in their early days. Nothing near their mid-prime to what they are now. Asking what Asking Alexandria was in the early 2000s into the mid-2000s of what their band represented from this com- combination of clean, melodic, angelic singing yes. mixed with EDM, mixed with hard metal core. You look at the comparison of the wow factor and what they brought to the table at that time, and you look at Ice Nine Kills today, singing, hard melodies, hard breakdowns, concept. This is where Ice Nine Kills completely differs. I saw them open. They were opening for Atreyu. One of the biggest fucking metalcore hard rock scenes out there, and, I, and I, they got a better crowd. I know my they thesis, got. A I know crowd. my thesis said they're the new asking. They're not the new asking, but what asking was is, is what, what they, they are now. Yes, 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 and they have not persisted over time. The one word what asking is now is much more tame and rock and pop influenced as to what they used to be. This wow factor of drastic vocals, I drastic. Am, 
drastic yes. hard metal drama. and it was drastic. all drama it was and then and then ice nine and ties the horror but the cinematic welcome that's the to one word i was going to use this welcome week. to horrorville is so horrorwood 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 i'm i'm doing my best horrorwood is is entirely in one word absolutely cinematic the whole thing front to back is like you're listening to a movie without a screen which is where they completely differ from asking in an originality. But when I when, I, when you tie I, down to the musicianship, oh yes, and the energy of what asking you and to be the, at the lore, because you don't have to yes. you you don't have to explain this because okay for those who who don't know Ice Nine Kills Ice Nine Kills is a, a hardcore rock band metalcore. They're, uh, they're a step above rock. If you got Alex the, Corpse Grinder on a track, you're yes. not a rock band. There are a lot of genres, but they base all of their songs off of horror movies and horror concepts and things like that. So the album before this was The Silver Scream, which was an amazing success, and I absolutely loved every bit of it. I don't know. I don't know if you've listened to it in. I honestly haven't listened to a lot of The Silver Scream, but really today, like both of us, we have listened to Welcome to Horrorwood. I have listened to The Silver Scream in full. So let me. For a second. So the Silver Scream was an amazing album to the degree of they released a deluxe edition called the The Silver Scream and the Final Cut, which had some unreleased songs and some like acoustic and different versions. But the uh the the B sides basically were fucking amazing to the point of where uh the sub uh the subreddit of Ice Nine Kills and the, the community in large was wanting a sequel album. So, what Ice Nine Kills did is, uh, I don't remember exactly when it dropped, but the first single, Hip To Be Scared, featuring Jacoby yeah. Shaddix of Papa Fucking Roach, who they had opened for. With good intention. Yeah. They opened for them right before the pandemic, so they had gotten close and everything. Hit Octane very quickly. Hit Octane very fucking quickly. Um, basically introduced um, the Silver Scream 2, which is one of the first sequel albums I've heard in a hot minute. Because when was the last time you heard a, a legitimate sequel album? In a way, um, Boom 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 Side B is a sequel. Exactly. That, that, that's the one I was thinking of, too. Uh, but this, this album was called Welcome to Horrorwood, The Silver Scream 2. So, it basically has a lot of the same elements of the as the Silver Scream, but what the Silver Scream from Welcome to Horror does differently is it adds its own Ice Nine Kills lore. The opening track, yes. opening night, features this intro uh, by an actor uh, who I believe is the, the detective uh, or the, the person narrating the end of the Assault and, and Batteries is, music and, and video. It's most certainly cinematic. It's, it is as if you clicked on... Um, the, if you were on Hulu and you clicked the X-Files or the first 48 or... Um, this would be a musical soundtrack. Basically, like, the intro you hear of, like, of like in a small town in Frankfurt, Indiana. <laughs> two bodies went missing and a family community farm had to... It's, it's, it's exactly like that, except it's about the lead singer, Spencer Charnas. Uh, the lore is basically that yeah. he kills his 28-year-old fiance To create Ice Nine's own lore. Yes. And then the that first track goes into Welcome to Horrorwood, which is the first track and the last... Um, the No, the second track and the last track on this album 
are not references to movies, but the first part and the second part to this, like, lore. So, Welcome to Horrorwood isn't based on anything. Can I see the track list real quick? Yes. I have it pulled up. When we hop out of lore, which fucking song is the chorus fucking better off dead? Uh, that would be uh, Funeral Derangements, which is based off Pet Cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> that that song fucking hits. Fun just, fact about the funeral derangements, one of my favorite bands of all time, which I mentioned on every episode I've been on, on this podcast, Bad Flower. I Jeff, knew you were about to say Bad Flower. <laughs> he never shuts up about it. <laughs> because Josh Katz is in the funeral derangements Josh, music Josh, you better love this guy. <laughs> Josh loves me. He posted the fucking picture with my, my tattoo on his fucking personal Instagram, which I will forever take credit for. Anyway. But yeah, you have the man's face on you forever. <laughs> he kind of has to work. <laughs> well, shit, don't tattoos work forever? <laughs> I'm the biggest bad friend ever. Don't fucking at me, bro. Dude, I am personally friends with you. And when I say, like, you are, like, the biggest bad flower fan ever, snapping, like, first chair sitting by their tour bus. What's up? <laughs> Like waiting to say, hey Josh. <laughs> and then and then the band members walk out and look at you and go, I knew you'd be here. Like, dude, that's like literal. How do you think I fucking got on stage with them? This is what the I'm a YouTube thumbnail. This is like bitches. the fourth or fifth time we've talked about Bad Flower on this podcast. Probably. Inevitably, I'm just gonna comfortably say we will have them on the podcast. At this point, and at this point, this becomes the Bad Flower Report. By Trey. Bad flower love It's the bad, bad flower metaphor time. <laughs> using bad flower, bad flower to report. explain other shit. <laughs> I only say that just because, like, saying that we will probably have them on here just because of the direction that we've kind of gone with mm-hmm. talking with bands and such and how close you are with them, it would be cool. And I could see it possibly happening, which would be awesome. Josh, Alex, Joey, Anthony, love y'all. Please, if you ever have the time, please hit me up. We sit and shoot the shit for <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes, man. But, but back to this album. Yes. Alex Corpse Grinders feature <laughs> on the track. Aside from aside from his vocal Okay, so I, I want to talk about this like kind of track by track. So Welcome to Horrorwood is like the, the intro. Like you're going to Hollywood and all that. There's a... It's honestly one of the best choruses on this album. And, um... Actually, we have our question for that song. Oh! So, our first ever uh, non-my-mother question from for this podcast. Non-Dre's mother question. <laughs> Not the first one. We've had another fan send in a question. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Our number one fan, Mia. Mia. Yes. Gracias. So, let me pull this up real quick. Um, it's a question from my constant friend, Maggie. What do you think, feel about Welcome to Horrorwood since it's not based off of a movie? Personally, it's one of my favorites on the album. Also, I think Opening Night is a great track to start off the album, and it really sets the whole tone mood for the album, which I entirely agree with. Which because, track? Which track? Um, opening Night and Welcome to Horrorwood. So the first two. Yes. Honestly, open when I separate myself from the entire horror concept and go into a complete... Yeah. Co- composition or musician perspective into what those two tracks are. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Horrorwood is a fantastic way to open an album. Even if you don't go with the lore of the story or yeah. 
Just, you listen to Ice Nine Kills, it is a very smooth way to open an album. Very similar to how A Day to Remember opened mm. their most recent album with how they opened their set. Because you saw one of the last fucking sets. Right? I saw the, I think, the last. With Joss Woodward as the... Bass player of A Day to Remember. We and won't get into it here, but... Um, long story short, bullshit. And <laughs> Long story short... Josh, the basis of a day to remember, has okay. left the band. And has the to origi- deal with bullshit. So. <laughs> no, I want to explain that the original basis is no longer there, so. Yeah, This is life. the last, this is one of the last times, if not the last time, the original lineup has ever played. In For fun. the sanctity of his own confidentiality. Yes. He had some personal life bullshit come up. Yes. So as a result, he resigned from a day to remember. I, but you were even, at the Chicago not show. Not even a couple days after the Chicago show that yep. I saw them at the at the uh, Aragon Ballroom. Yep. But wait, was it at the Aragon? Yes, sir, it was. Oh, and we were barricade. Ooh, but, I crowdsourced a barricade for bring me at the Aragon. Oh, dude, so many But the way that Ice Nine opens to with Welcome to Horrorwood, and the way that I yes. um, a day to remember. It's a pre-record. It's a um, like almost news reporter, like yes. documentary voice saying that. Da, 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 da. And, and, and da, 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 and five individuals got together to write yes. music yes. out to separate to separate themselves and deal with the stresses of modern reality, and they atoned it to a day to like I'm but I am butchering it. I am butchering it, but yes, a day to remember. And then after that, the lights hit, the f- like, and the show opened. Similar, if you go to an album, the way that Welcome to Horrorwood opens, yeah, musically and conceptually and artistically, badass. Like, would make a killer opener for even a set. So while basically track three to like before the last track is all based off of horror movies. The album starts off as I love the Chucky one as as a concept of uh, Spencer trying to murdering his twenty year old fiance, and this can be seen in all the music videos and stuff. Which Josh Katz was a zombie in the funeral derangements one, which I absolutely loved because Bad Flower, according to Josh Katz and Bad Flower in multiple interviews, does not do or like features. They have only ever done one feature ever. And it was in, like, 2014 and 2015. But, so I will go go with this somewhat track by track. Assault and Batteries is based off the Child's Play Chucky franchise. The shower scene is... Dude. The musically... Yeah. The fucking... The the child slash... Um, na 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 boo boo, we're gonna get, get you. Yeah. You won't live past six. The, uh... The yeah. Soprano slash... That is one of their best alto. choruses. Yes. Yes. That that compilation of screaming vocals and going back and forth in between talking and... Uh, I know it starts off as a news report in the song and in the music video, but I promise you this is one of the best songs off of the album and it's the reason it was single number two. Fucking solid. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Even though I almost played with them a few years ago, mm-hmm. I never really got into their sound. Similar as a, I Prevail. I've heard a lot more I Prevail. I like them. They're just like, not that they're not my style. It's just that 
I like. I them. quite enjoy I like them. I bought all of their live albums, so I don't have every push. I'm not saying I don't like I Prevail. It's just that stylistically, yeah. you know me, dude. I'm yeah. I'm similar to Matthew. I like that dirty fucking nasty shit. He likes that dirty deathcore. Gawk gawk deathcore. <laughs> it's that gawk gawk boys. <laughs> Jesus. We gotta mention gawk gawk. That gawk. Gawk. Back to the album, sir. Yes. Um, so after Assault and Batteries, which is the Chucky Child's play one, is the shower scene, which is um, an entire song based off of the shower scene from Psycho, which is Alfred Hitchcock's like horror masterpiece. If you've seen Shazzy. that movie in full. I have not. I have, actually. Then do tell, sir. So at, at the end of the song, they, they do kind of this like interlude to funeral derangers and Funeral arrangements. <laughs> no, 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 I can't pronounce shit. Jack Daniels Indeed. does that sometimes. Indeed, it does. Happy Halloween. But funeral arrangements is based off of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. So how the shower scene leads into that is, um, I think a cut from like the movie or it's Spencer like recreating it, but it's supposed to be a reference to Psycho, but also with the opening track opening night about how Spencer Charnas in the lore of Ice Nine Kills killed his fiance is basically saying, oh, she was murdered and stopped by this hotel. So it kind of works in both ways. It's a reference it's to Psycho. Al- level conceptualism. Yes. And then it because goes... Because a lot of Alisana's music is based off of Edgar Allan Poe. Indeed. And after the Pet Cemetery track, Funeral Derangements, which has one of the best fucking breakdowns I've ever heard, goes into Rainy Day, which is their first video game horror reference, as it is based off of the entire Resident Evil series. Great song, by the way. Yes. Rainy Day basically saying, like, game over, now you're dead. Yeah, that's that's Resident Evil, Resident Evil in a nutshell. And my only nitpick with this album is the track that comes after Hip to Be Scared, which is based off of American Psycho, starring Christian Bale, The Dark Knight. Tell me what you know. I saw Christian Bale's performance in American Psycho long after I saw all of the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And honestly love it so much more, even especially knowing it's his early work. Yes. But just the smallest nitpick, I don't think in the entire context of the album, but... They underused Jacoby Shaddix, which this Hip to Be Scared was the lead single based off American Psycho, has Jacoby from Papa Roach, Last Resort, and all that. I think they underused him a little. Honestly, dude. Just this is a small spit. This is still like a five out of five for me. But. To, con- to roll with conceptualism, obviously the song that Alex Corpse Grinder is on is very much. Yes, which is the song right after this, Take Your Pick. But if you were to have, or you were to instrumentally write a song that you could have Jacoby and Alex Corpse Grinder on the same fucking song, oh. that would be an interesting back. You have forth. two legends on the same fucking song. Here's the thing, though. They do that in the exact next song, The Box. But that's the thing. What, what I can say, though, is that's the thing is I've heard It's Hip to Be Scared on X, on, thir- on Serious X, Octane. Yes, Octane. Yes. And was and fell in love with, love with the song that way. Yep. And then when I heard the track with Alex Corpse Grinder on it, mm-hmm. completely instrumentally, obviously they are very drastic, drastically different. But yeah. the instrumental to how the song is structured, 
I, I was I was home and I put it on my home home speaker system and it was like doing shit and w- when that song turned on because I'd heard him to be scared a thousand times. Yeah. When that song turned on with Alex Corpse Grinder, I was like, you know me. You've seen me at Deathcore shows. I was like, I've seen this man at Deathcore shows. I've never seen him play a Deathcore show, but he's told me. I about. was like, oh, 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 what is this? Dropped whatever the fuck I was doing. Walked over to the speakers. Was like, oh. oh. Oh, yes, but, this is spacé. But the box with Because it's very interesting to hear Alex Corpse Grinder mm-hmm. mixed with modern production. Sure, Cannibal Corpse true. as the most OG traditional death metal band. Do you know how many their... deathcore people I know because they love Ace Ventura and fucking Cannibal Corpse being in it? Dude, I know it's amazing. It's hilarious. That is what got Courtney LaPlante into doing dirty vocals. You're shitting me. You can watch it in an interview on I YouTube. I need to watch this interview. You I can watch it in an interview on YouTube called Why Constance Makes People Cry. You told me about this last episode. And she talks about the first time she ever heard, Courtney LaPlante ever heard dirty vocals yep. on a song was watching Ace Ventura as a kid when he goes into the club or bar or whatever and yeah. Cannibal Corpse is playing. Because Jim Carrey loved Cannibal Corpse. How she was so fascinated with the style of music it was. And that's what kind of sparked her into getting into Mm -hmm. doing screaming vocals. But where the fuck was I before that tangent? Um, I want to hearing Alex Corpse Grinder with modern production because yes. Cannibal Corpse will stick with more of like that old school production style where the vocal sits a certain way. When they but having the, Corpse the Grinder on elements, that modern... They add in the modern elements of production with the vocal layering and the production of the style of the vocal hitting. They're so it, technical it, with it, it with the breakdowns, so the vocals, the mixing. It is so nasty, dude. Mm-hmm. And then the song after that not only features... Sorry if we're talking our heads off about just fucking metal and shit. <laughs> it's okay. I know you haven't heard this album in full, but it's amazing. I should go give it a listen. But the, the song after that not only features Brendan Salad, but Ryan Kirby, who is the lead singer for Fit for a King, who I think gives one of his best fucking vocal features and performances on the song The Box, uh, referencing the Hellraiser movie series. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome feature. Woo! And then the song right after that goes into fucking Sense's Fail Shit with Buddy Nielsen featuring on Fly, based off the fucking Fly movie, which not only has John Carpenter directing... But Jeff Goldblum in the lead goddamn role. That movie's nasty. Those special effects are fucking crazy. That's nasty. Like, have I you ever seen the flying full? The the flying full Isaac. I haven't, but I have. I'll just put it to you this way. Mm-hmm. My mother goes to sleep watching horror movies, and I'm not joking. And I'm her child, so. I watch horror movies by myself in the dark. So I would love to watch this mm. movie. Yes. Do you want to talk about the time we watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark together? I love that movie. That was a very fun movie, and I'm glad you showed me it. It's based off of a book. Yeah. But, like, the whole story of the movie is not... Like, so the book is the story, yeah. basically. And then the movie is centered around the ki- these kids that find said book okay. um, and start reading the stories that come to life. Mm. So it's like the the book that they're reading is the actual physical copy that you can, like, buy okay. and hold. 
It's really interesting. Like buying a Death Note. <gasps> oh, you throwing it back to anime. <laughs> death Note. I mean, yeah, but like a legit one that would actually do what it like. For the movie's sake, yes. Yeah. Well, so, if everybody that bought a Death Note actually worked, a lot of people randomly in big places would be dead. Yeah, there's not. There wouldn't be seven billion people. No, actually, the voice acting on Death Note in the dub is amazing. I am actually truly one of those people that likes to say, "Hey, we're at seven point six five or more, so we're a lot closer to eight billion than we are seven. Yeah. That's valid. Have you seen Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No, but it sounds like something I should watch. Oh, I oh, definitely think you should. It is. it is really good. And it's not so, like, horror as it is, like, thriller. Yeah. In my opinion. It's I, more it's of, half horror, it's half more, thriller. It's, like, more of a thriller because, like, there 60, are... 60, 40? As long because as the story you're not, is like, good, oh, I'm it's, fucking down. The, the story is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like... I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not a horror movie fan. My favorite horror movie of all time is Cabin in the Woods, which is very underrated and more comedic. I movie. love that fucking movie, dude. Thank you. I love Thank that fucking so much. movie, man. Well, and I love it that the stoner is the one that survives to the fucking end. <laughs> yes, dude. Stoners and they're, and they're sitting there as gods derange the earth and shit, and they're like, like, no, they're just okay. Like, they're just like, well. But but, but, but before we lose too much we track. Did it. <laughs> The After the Fly is Worst Vacation, which is based off a horror movie from Worst Vacation is a great song. Which is based off a horror movie from 2005, which, I'll be honest, I have never seen, called Hotel. You haven't seen Hotel? No, I never have. That's kind of surprising for you. But um, the last song, Farewell to Flesh, is basically... For Trey, for Trey. It just seems like something you would have watched. Like, it's kind of up his alley. Okay. I've I've never seen it, so... So we get a little blitzed on some Delta 8 and watch it. <laughs> but but um, the last song, Feral to Flesh, is basically like the next part of Welcome to Horrorwood and spice, continues it's that a story. It's closer. I oh, yes. Lie. When it ended, I was like... And the build-up is fucking beautiful, but the song in between that, Ex Mortis, is based off one of my favorite series because I love Bruce Campbell so much based off of Evil Dead. Have you watched Ash versus Evil Dead? I have, and Fuck I, yes. I love Ash versus. Fuck have yes. you ever watched Burn Notice? No. That is one of my favorite Bruce Campbell roles. It's it's basically spy spy shit, but it's fucking funny. I love Spy Kids, so I will fuck with it. <laughs> and I'm a James Bond sucker, so. But I would give this Ice Nine Kills album a five out of five. This is. Perfect from front to back. I will listen to it any goddamn day front to back, including the interlude opening, because I think it's such a great transition. (laughs) You're good. I won't even lie, dude. Listening to the first half of the album yesterday and then giving it a full listen through today. Yeah. Honestly, dude, like... The transitions are amazing. Not just to give it props, it's a pretty hit and fucking album, and I will find myself... Having listened to the whole thing today, I will find myself listening to it again as time goes on. It's I think smacking. Welcome to Horrorwood, Assault and Batteries, and um, Probably Fly have some of the best choruses of the year. I'm Funeral Derangements would probably get a top ten Funeral Derangements makes every Deathcore fan of Ice Nine nut a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, um... I'm rusty on all the track names because I've listened to them today while I was driving, and I have I. I was listening to them a few times through work, but 
will say that I'm very impressed with the album and genu genuinely like it. I genuinely like it. Especially I pre-ordered every version, so I'm going to get all the cassette CDs. I'm getting a hand-signed CD from Rock Sound. I would expect no less from the Let's hope it doesn't come in this shit condition as the Wage War one did. Dude, your Wage War manic condition made me so sad. So, long story short, um, I ordered a signed, like, insert copy of Manic by Wage War, which we, me and Isaac both love. I don't know if Maddie's heard it. We talked about it on the last podcast. Slapping album. Absolutely fucking amazing. Death Roll and Manic are two of my favorite songs. See, ever. like, if I'm gonna get, like, like, stupid and talk about, like, if I got my musical artists and shit. Yeah. That be, like, my hoes that, like, I go to on the regular, like, oh, I gotta listen to this. I gotta listen to this. I gotta listen to this. Pressure put me off of Wage War for a little bit like that until Manic came out. And then Manic came out, and I was Because like, I showed you Manic that. came... No, we were... We did a... Both of us. Yes. You were, you were like... I, do we give the new Wage War a listen through when we were in your car? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And, and we listened and to Relapse. Three and songs, we both, three songs in. Yeah, three songs that in. That was Manic. That was three Manic. Songs it was Relapse in. Teeth Manic. Re three songs in, I was like, oh my God. Wage War makes we, my pussy wet again. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we we looked at each other and was like, oh shit, Wage War went for it. Because my, my big thing that I was telling you, I was like, dude, like, where are those tracks that hit, like, the river, hit, like, 21? I had heard High Horse once, and I had really loved Circle the Drain. I had only heard But Circle to be fair, I like pressure more than most people. Isaac you is do have, you do have, you have, you have, oh, like, for me, I'm, I'm that deathcore guy. Yeah. So when I listen to Wage War, I like that, ooh, them choruses mixed with that. Singing in that you are the person that got me into more deathcore though. But sure. like, wh why you like pressure? You've got you've exposed some different musical genres to me, and I I get why you like pressure. But for me, as a Wage War fan from Blueprints, yep. Like I was saying, like where's that shit that smacks like Witness and Deadweight and The River and this and that? And then we get three songs into Manic, and I'm like, oh, it's. It, my, my clit's a little small. Oh my goodness. Like, fuck. <laughs> and speaking of that one track, um, the slowest track on the album, in my eyes, is a part two to Youngblood. Yeah. From the first album. 21st Century South. Fuck. <laughs> I fucked that up You're so good. bad. You're good. 21st Century that. Liability. Yes. It, it hits. It's almost as if 20 of uh, uh, um, Youngblood could end. And then that song plays right after as a part two. Yeah. And I love it. So, like, three songs in and Wage War had me wanking it to the uh, <laughs> album again. I was just like, oh, it's so spicy. <laughs> so the other thing I want to talk to you about is uh, Creeper's uh, guitarist solo project. Never heard. So Ian Miles, one of the members of Creeper, I, I have given you Sex, Death, and the Infinite Void, which you have Amazing album, and I love it. I also love the new EP, American Noir. Um, so Will Gould, one of the vocalists of it, has another side project, Salem, which is more punk. What Ian Miles, one of the guitarists, or the guitarist does, um, is go the more melodic route in some of the slower, more melodic Creeper songs you hear in I his... won't even I won't even lie, dude. Annabelle's one of my favorite songs. Mm -hmm. But I can tell from the way the instrumental sits... The chorus of Annabelle in the main tag wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that guitar lead. 
Yep. After the first or second chorus, when it goes, oh yeah, it's fucking perfect. That is where I have a feeling. As I could be totally wrong, but as a songwriter, I have a feeling the chorus and the chorus and the main melody of the verses from Annabelle came from that. Because the first, the first verse, Annabelle. Yeah. We're both but going the, to the guitarist. Because when that ver- when that bridge hits yeah. and the guitarist plays that melody, I'm like, dude, if that was part of the instrumental, that's what sparked the vocal melody for the rest of the song. Because my sex death in the the way that I gave you is, because um, I have the signed version, which is signed by Will Gould, who did the more punk rock side project, which is called Salem, which is amazing. Please check it out. They have only like two EPs, but they're beautiful. And what is he playing, Creeper? Um, he is lead vocals. Lead vocals. Interesting. He is front man. Um, I would like to hear Hannah, the the backup vocals. Keyboardist and singer. Keyboardist and backing vocals, side vocals. Um, I'm not sure what she's officially titled, but yes. She is the other vocals off of uh, Will. Because in Sex, Death, and in the Infinite Void, Will is, I believe, an alien, and Hannah is... Supposed to play the human that falls in love with the alien. In, oh my god! In the dude, story that makes so much sense with the inner. You didn't know that? No, I just learned, dude. Oh my I god! I wish I would have shown you Creeper Maddie. Because you don't understand what's going on right now. Do you Not think? Do you think they'll ever find us? <laughs> I do. We could run for our tenant. But um, Ian Miles, the guitarist, oh which god, is dude. which is his name, um, released a solo album. At the same time as S9 Kills called Degregation, Death, and Decay. Interesting. I have only gotten a full listen through once, but the one of the singles overwhelmed is absolutely amazing. Um the intro, which is like I'm gonna try to say the official title, but the official title is very weird. It's audio clip 11 11 2017, which is to be believed recorded on November 11, 2017. It starts off as this, like, you know, voicemail like Cody Carson would do from Set It Off when they've released, like, this is my voicemail from... Still very Creeper style. Yes. But at, like, the halfway point, it actually switches into a, an acoustic song, which leads into Blood blood in My Mouth absolutely perfectly. and That's pretty cool. It, it, it's That's kind of a backward yeah. progression because typically you will go from soft to heavy and vice versa. You this, this entire album is very much more melodic than anything Creeper has done. The only other song that I can compare to that mm-hmm. is a song called Roswell's Spell by Chevelle. I have not listened to that, but Roswell's, I have gotten into, into Ros- Chevelle more. Roswell's Spell is interesting in that regard because it's one of the first songs that I've ever heard that is basically completely backwards. It starts off with the heaviest riff of the song and parts of it. Yeah. And as it progresses, it gets softer and softer and softer and softer. Okay. As opposed to what you normally listen to, which goes the bite. But like... It's a build-up. It, it's a build-up backwards. It starts off with the heaviest and hardest part and then, okay. then digresses throughout the song into the softest part, which is the outro. Okay. And having a song that starts off rock or punk and goes into acoustic is a similar feel of going, quote-unquote, backwards, as I would say. Yes. But I, I have listened through this ian miles album only once and it's absolutely amazing please check it out if you're into softer alt rock or just you love creeper or love salem this is a project you should listen to or if you have just found out about creeper 
Give them a listen. My closest comparison, if you have never heard of Creeper, would be Neon Trees if Neon Trees is UK. Yeah, that's basically what I give them, except I compare them but more, they're to, not as, more, they're not more as, to a UK act. That they're, not as, they're not as alt-rock as yeah. Neon Trees, but some other stylistic element. But also, I'm only speaking off of the terms of yes. sex death. But you remember the vinyl I was playing the other day that had um, three sides to it, that Holding Absence one from all from the UK also. You know I'm out of time. Yes, 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 yes. Those dudes. But you also said there's some David Bowie influence in his vocal style. There is. I heard some typo negative because he has the ability to be in a mid to low tenor voice. Yeah. But then drop down into barrel. He has a very interesting vocal range. I was born cold. Like, like, he can, and I showed you the earlier albums and EPs. Yes, yes, you did. So, like, when you yes, hear their drastic differences and concept So, Creeper's and... roots are basically punk rock, but they've um, evolved into much more of a melodic rock, alt rock kind of yes, sound. melodic rock. But it is so fucking good. That's the thing. If you, if you listen to the album Sex, Death, and the Infinite Void, you would not pick up punk rock at all. Oh, not at all. Especially from the drums. But because I found them out at their first album, Eternity in Our Arms, which is their more punk rock album, I can see see the ideas of punk rock in them. But nowhere, like, do they go full punk rock which is, in Sex, Sex, Sex Death, Death and the Infinite Void. Which bounces back to a part of the reason why I love Creeper is their originality. They are so fucking original. Both of their records have been concepts. Um, their EP, I believe, was more more concept, but they did include a B side off of Sex Death and the Infinite Void, which I already had, which is Damned and Doomed. I haven't showed you that one, but it's a lot. I want to hear it. I will show you after. But I, I've I've listened to it for a hot minute. They released it as like a little B side because the album ended up getting delayed because COVID. Fuck COVID. Indeed, but uh, Damned and Doomed features uh, Hannah and Will basically going side by side. Dude, swag. I want to hear more of Hannah's singing work. Hannah, Hannah's singing on Creeper. You are a fucking goddess. Oh my god. Oh, dude. And honestly, Thorns of Love being one of my favorites. Napalm Girls is mine off of that And we're clipping. <laughs> Cupids. Dude, that whole build-up Cupids? Wait. Dude, I swear. Yes. And in the last song, All My Friends, and four years ago. Mm. Which, four years ago, being one of the only songs in the album where she carries the main work in the verses. Yes. As opposed to the main singer, whose name I've already forgotten. <laughs> William Gould. William. I love your style, William. Yes, and it's, if you want sma- a more... It's pu- smashing, if you if will. If you want more punk-sounding... shit British accent. <laughs> If you want more punk-sounding William from, like, in Eternity Into Our Arms days, check out his side project uh, with a drummer, I believe, named Matthew. I don't remember his last name. I'm, I apologize, sir. Uh, but check out Salem. They have two EPs out. Uh, they're on a headline tour in the UK right now. I no don't... Shit. For real. They've already sold out a show or two, I believe. Because Creeper was already a UK act. Fucking smashing. Indeed, smashing indeed, sir. I hope they do come to the U.S. as Salem, 
Uh, as much Come as Come hang out with your American wanker brethren. Listen, just open for the orgasm into Shikari Chicago Day, please. That's or headline. All I mean. <laughs> spicy. Listen, I can't choose between into Shikari and fucking Salem or Creeper. This is a fucking impossible choice. I can't either. So, on the topic of the band named Creeper, because it's creepy, do we put a close to the Halloween episode of the Misfit Mansion? You know what? I think that does put a fitting close. Uh, Maddie, would you like to add since, since, truthfully, Creeper's Sex, Death, and the Infinite Void completely conceptually opens with mm-hmm. Hallelujah for the Devil Almighty Reign. Wait, does that... And the marriage of the land has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It's beautiful. Yep. <laughs> I've listened to that album a little too much. <laughs> oh, no, wait. No, it's Texas and the Infinite Void that starts off with Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Precisely. You said Eternity in Arms. Oh, I did? I think so. Oh, check Daniels, because I've never listened to that album. <laughs> <laughs> I might be totally wrong. But this has been the Halloween episode of the Misfit Mansion. Thank you for joining us on the spooky hour. Season's greetings, and please, Schmeagel, tell them off. <laughs> be like, have a good night. <laughs> You hobbit scum. (laughs) (laughs) You have the best schmiegel of all of us. Yes. I don't want to do this. Give her a moment. Give her a moment. (laughs) You always put me under pressure. She's crafting perfection. Hold on. She has the best schmiegel out of a lot of people I've heard. Indeed. Putting it together. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is boring. You don't rush art. <laughs> Motherfucker. That is the sound of vapes falling on the table. <laughs> 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 Motherfucker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Always the vape on the table. Just hit him with a happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloweens, my preciousness. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. No. Close, close, close. Close. No, you're not going to get it. Oh, Hannah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to be a director and paint, paint a scene for you. Oh, what are you, Michael Bay with that fucking hat? Smeagol sits by himself in his lonesome with the Ring of Mordor. And as he talks to the Ring of Mordor, he says, Happy Halloween. I have to... The, the, the issue is I can say exactly two things, and that's stupid hobbitses and my precious. And say happy, any- happy Halloween, you stupid hobbitses. I believe in you. You can do it. You are hobbitses. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, you fucking misfits. Go fuck yourself. Have a good night. Woo!